0: Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast with immeasurable blood alcohol content. Here are two guys that can't wait for Dorsey Levin's to go legit, Matt and Doug.
1: So, there was a question you had. Yeah, I didn't understand the whole Dorsey Levin's part of that. She never showed her tits till she went legit. Oh, what's that from?
2: It's from Scream, talking about Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Oh, okay so okay sorry it's, it's me doug <laughs> how are you doing matt's on the other side of the glass it's,
2: it's a week late but still um yes. uh it's it's been a week so let's go ahead and jump into the stuff that you have nothing for
1: <laughs> and now it's time for podcast housekeeping when we get on
2: and kind of doing sound checking and stuff and doug said yeah, I got nothing for housekeeping because I had stuff, and I lost my notes, and I wasn't going to listen to it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, because last week's podcast was four and a half hours long. Uh, first and foremost, thanks, Dan. Yes, absolutely. That was fun. Yeah. Everybody
2: got a little uh, sloppy towards the
1: end. You got a little sloppy towards the end. You guys I were there, too. A little bit. You weren't tango and cash drunk. No. But I could tell. Yeah. I could tell that you were, you were slurring a little bit. I was, I was struggling a little bit, a little bit, yeah. So going back
2: a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the Harvard photo thing. And then last week, I explained the Harvard for, for the photo thing with it. They took naked pictures of all their incoming students. And one of the things I'd never heard of before, lordosis. Okay. It is an exaggerated inward curve of the spine that typically affects the lower back. Oh,
1: I thought that there was actually a guy named dosis or <laughs> osis and his lord osis. Who's that?
2: <laughs> it's like pictures of 18 year olds that are naked. Who doesn't? Yes. Surfing in Gidget. Yes. Uh, actually, that was how Gidget was described as a boy crazy surf aficionado. Uh, Sally Field actually played Gidget in the one season in 1965. That was 32 episodes. But the TV show is actually a continuation of the movie. Any guesses to who was in the movie?
1: Did she play Rachel's mom on Friends?
2: No. Look at me. I'm What? Sandra D.
1: Oh, I have no I, That's from Bruce. I couldn't pick Oh, I I I couldn't pick her out of the Osmond family Christmas picture.
2: Well, she probably would not be in it given that she's but not an Osmond. The, but
1: But that's the joke. If she was in the Osmond family picture, or oh, she'd stand out. Yeah. Okay. And yes.
2: I mentioned a thing that I put in all of my um, resignation letters and it is actually
1: this
3: one day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back until then there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.
2: I think that's actually a really, really cool Little speech.
1: Yeah, you guys really nerded up the place last week with <laughs> your Doctor Who talk. Okay.
2: You talked about people having a final EKG as a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, a
1: final EKG would be a flat line. No, but it's like, you know, it's a deet, deet, mm-hmm. dee. That's what I've seen. Okay, the movie that
2: Sigourney Weaver gets naked in that I was thinking of is actually Half Moon Street.
1: Who's with that? Who's in that? Jeff Goldblum? I don't know. No. Okay. Dan kept saying Nazis weird. To, was he Nazis? Nazis? The Nazis? you are saying yeah, it. I probably weird. said it. I probably said it that way too.
2: Dan also used the phrase Sally Fourth. Okay. I never put that together. That's why the comic is named that.
1: Sal. I don't know who Sally Fourth is. Well, it's, is that it's a comic.
2: Yeah, it's a shitty comic.
1: Oh, it's like all a right. less
2: ver- funny version of Kathy. Kathy The cartoon Kathy.
1: Oh. Well, this is a comic yes. book. Not the not an no, actual it's a comic. strip. stripe. It's a comic stripe. Okay. Not a stand-up comic.
2: No, yes, yes, yes. But it was launched in 19 January of 82 and it is still ongoing.
1: Sally Forth. I thought it was Sally Worth.
2: No, I'm pretty sure it's Sally Forth. Is it Sally Forth? Pretty sure because I had huh? to look it up. Okay. Black Oil explanation. I'm sure you really care about this. But purity, more, refer, more commonly referred to as the black oil, is called the black cancer by the Russians, an alien virus that f- thrived in petroleum deposits underground on Earth. The virus was capable of entering humanoids through the eyes, mouth, nose, and ears, and assuming control of their bodies. It was sentient and capable of communicating. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. Duct tape. Any guess as to the year it was invented?
1: Duct tape. 1957.
2: <laughs> actually sorry you overbid oh 1943 okay it was invented during the war
1: so all the soldiers um cory feldman's dad was storming the beach of normandy with a roll of duct tape in his backpack
2: well that would have been before
1: 1943 no wouldn't it normandy's 44 man oh see
2: I, i don't know these things um what I don't care. I'm not getting into World War II D-Day stuff. D-Day was you.
1: June 6th, 1944.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking the start of the war. That's my bad. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, I am am i i didn't even think D-Day. Yeah, it's Normandy. Yeah, I was thinking like the start of the war. Sorry. All right. Okay. I did find out what the thing that Indy hid in is called. What Indy what? When he, on the freighter, the thing that the oh. guy threw the heater down into.
1: Yeah, what is that called? A Dorade box. A Dorade box. Dorade. Okay. D-O-R-A-D-E. Dorade box.
2: Never heard of that before. <laughs>
1: no, either have I.
2: And I had asked what you guys thought Indy got paid by the government. You said 20000 or $25,000. it would be about four hundred and fifty k today.
1: So not a million, nope. like you said.
2: And the, the last thing is the PICS,
1: what was the PICS, is now actually the Waukesha Civic Center. Civic Center, not Civic Theater. Correct. All right. so a pretty clean podcast some of those things I remember that well, writing down that part was clean this next part not so much oh alright
2: this is why we could not go last night
4: <laughs> Who did
2: yeah if you don't like this part of the podcast go ahead and take your
1: dog on a walk some are good some are bad well there's a lot of them okay
2: okay the first one is me your best losers complain about their best winners go home and fuck the prom queen
5: your best losers always whine about their best winners go home and fuck the prom queen
2: spot on sean connery spot on
1: spot on yes
2: next one is dan
1: one ping only (laughs) one ping
2: only please Next His one. This was better. This yeah, was better. Next one is also Dan.
3: I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. There you go. Yeah.
2: The next one is Doug. It's slightly problematic.
1: Oonga, Bunga Boonga Boonga.
4: Oonga, Bunga Bunga. Oonga, Bunga Bunga. Oonga, Bunga Bunga. Oonga, Bunga Bunga.
1: Not that problematic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I found it on uh, YouTube clip called Racist Cartoons oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay The next one is Doug Two different times you did it Same one yeah. that I pulled uh, Next one is actually both Dan and myself yeah. Whoop-a. Yeah. Whoop-a.
1: <laughs> Whoop-a. <laughs>
2: That's pretty good That's pretty good Next one is me
3: Gordon's alive. And, and if uh, Gordon's alive,
2: pretty good. Uh huh. I did not have a simple physics one because that is never actually said in Rocky Four. Ah. Uh, the next one is all of
1: us. Good evening, Fraulein. Mm-hmm. Closed, and we're not thirsty. What do you want? Same thing Jones wanted. For your sake. We hope that he has not acquired it.
4: Well,
2: surely he told you there would be others.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The man man is nefarious. (laughs) Good evening, Fraulein. Everybody got into it. We are are not thirsty. What do you want? The same thing your
0: friend Dr. Jones wanted. Surely he told you there would be other interested parties. Must
4: have slipped his mind.
0: The man is nefarious. I hope for your sake he has not yet acquired it.
2: I I know some of that wasn't you actually trying to do the voices, but since it was all of us kind of going through the entire thing, it actually
1: worked. Yes.
2: The next one is me. I can't even get a cough right. (laughs) No. The next one is Dan. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, it is. I think I got the black lung pop. i think i'm getting the black lung bob i was actually gonna call you out
2: doug that's what's that i was actually gonna call you out about about this last week when this part of the podcast came up because you have openly spoke about the fact that you do not like zoolander right and he says zoolander and you're like oh
1: yeah i love that film (laughs) i did not say that (laughs) i did not say that that's kind of how it came across (laughs) no it didn't i chuckled i did not say i love that film
2: Okay. The, the next two clips, one, the first one's mine, and the sec- the next one is yours. The first one is called Ha Ha Ha, and the second one is called He He He.
1: Okay.
4: <laughs> but <laughs> Indy <the laughs> finally. Filing-
2: <laughs> That's when he's putting his hand in the oh. snow. All right. And, and the next one is you. And when I actually was pulling which one the clips I was going to pull in my notes, it said I don't even know if this actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough it was
1: there which what what was that was that, that is uh, the the swordsman oh uh, okay all right
2: uh the next one is you
1: <laughs> I've
2: had a lot of guns over over the years where yes. you're doing the clips uh next one is me now you're just getting nasty
4: now
6: you're getting nasty
2: not bad wording's wrong no yes. Uh, next one is you, and it's actually pretty good.
4: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: It's the monkey.
5: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> the next one is Dan.
5: I am the monarch of oh, sorry, the sea. You. I am the monarch of the sea.
1: That's me.
7: That's you. This is Dan. And
1: the funny thing is, is Dan's wife listened to the podcast, and she said that there were times where Dan and I sound exactly alike. We had the same inflections, and okay. the tone of her voice was the same.
2: Yeah, sometimes I was like, is that Doug or is that Dan? Mm-hmm. This one is is Dan, though.
4: Come, yes, come, yes. Come, come, look, look here, look. Sit down. Come, sit down.
2: Next one is Doug, so you and Dan.
5: Bad dates. Bad dates.
4: Sad dates.
2: Sad
5: dates. Bad dates. I'm
2: Bad not dates. even going
5: to do it. <laughs> Bad dates.
2: In the middle of that, Dan is like, that wasn't very good. And then he did it again. <laughs> yes. Uh, the next one is you.
1: Hail, Hitler.
7: Hail, Hitler.
2: <sighs> the next one is all of us.
4: You should Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay, the next one is you, and I I don't know if you'll be able to pick where it's actually
1: from. Okay. Ah! Ah! It's the door opening, or the the, the top of the tomb.
2: Yeah, opening of the Well of Souls, yep. Yes. Uh, Next one is also you.
1: Told you it'd be (laughs) alright.
2: I told you it would be all right. Actually, there's an RCH of Dan in there as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, The next one is both of us.
1: Ah, we meet again, Fraulein.
2: You Americans, always overdressing for the wrong occasions.
5: We meet again, Fraulein. You Americans, you're all the same. Always overdressing for the wrong occasions.
2: You can start to hear a little bit of the slur there. (laughs) A little bit. In me. me. Uh, The next one is All of Us. It was not to be,
1: Sherry. I do. (laughs) (laughs) He's laughing his balls off. Yeah. It was not to be, Sherry.
4: You bastards! I'll get you for this!
3: Indiana Jones. Adieu. (laughs)
1: Just
2: totes little laugh. Uh Oh,
1: Uh, the next one is you. How are you getting out of here? I'm working on it. Where are you going? Through that wall.
7: How the hell are we going to get out of here?
1: I'm working on it. I'm working
6: on it.
0: Well, whatever you're doing, do it faster.
7: Where are you going?
5: Through that wall. Just get ready to run. Whatever happens to me.
2: Uh, the next one's Dan. And it's partially from the movie. Partially, he's actually doing you. Believe it or not. Okay. Because you were you were. Oh, okay. Doing a telegraph on. All right. The microphone. Uh, the next one is Dan. It's a rat. It's not a mouse.
1: Oh yes, it's yeah. Was that a rat? Yes. <laughs>
2: The funny thing is, I knew exactly what he was doing, but it was—it's it, it's wrong, though. It's not right, and it's not close. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it's if, if it sounded like it was when he was doing it. Yep. And the last one is you.
4: Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Ah.
1: <laughs> you didn't do my Peter Griffith. Doing the uh, Last Crusade River Phoenix part? No, I did not. Sorry. Why not? I just didn't. But I have, a,
2: I have a, I have a choice here. I don't know what you think.
1: Uh, uh, I'm going to give it to Dan. Now that's Lieutenant Dan.
4: Lieutenant Dan.
2: Yep, <laughs> that's that's nice. who I had. So moving on.
4: Hey man, what's new now? What's fucking new? Now.
2: So my week, I will go first, and I probably have the weightier things to talk about. So my mother-in-law has been ill for a while, and we knew that it was a matter of time that before she passed, and and she did this week on on Wednesday. But we were trying to do stuff to kind of get ready to prepare because my car that my daily driver car. There was something wrong with it. And it's fine for driving around town, but for longer trips, a little bit more concerned about it. So we planned on, Jen was gonna drop me off on Wednesday morning and then take me to work and I was gonna leave my car at NTB. We got a call Wednesday morning that her mom had passed. So I take my car in basically with the assumption, I'm going to get my car back that day. I did not get my car Mm -hmm. back until Friday. And so I'm at work and I'm telling people, hey, I'm going to be out sometime. I don't know when I'm going to be out. It depends on the funeral and other things. And they said, why are you even here? I'm like, I don't have a car. I can't go anywhere. And while all this is going on, I get a call from Dylan, my older son. His car died on the highway.
1: Oh, that's the
2: worst, man. So he had to have his car worked on. So we have two cars in the shop. And then Jen is down there. And it's all a matter of coordinating two kids, one in Oxford, one in Cincinnati, me here trying to get us all to a different city. But eventually got cars back, got it all worked out, and we're waiting for the youngest to come back. And he was going to be back at 3 o'clock on Friday. And basically the plan was we were just going to turn and burn. As soon as he got here, boom, we're gone. hmm Yeah, he showed up about 5.30. <sighs> Cause he was, he's farting around on his way home and stuff. Mm -hmm. So then we get ready and we're driving down there and we're driving in the dark and it's raining and it's foggy and we have the puppy with us and he's never been in a car ride other than to the vet since we got him. And this is his first car ride at night and he is kind of weirded out by all the lights in the darkness. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
2: And it's a a two-and-a-half-hour drive, give or take, so stop at a rest stop on the way just to take him out to pee so he doesn't pee in the car. The kids go into the bathroom, and I'm trying to walk the dog around in the dark at this rest stop. And I'm thinking, well, I might as well pee while I'm out here walking the dog around to pee. And the dog didn't pee, but the dog nearly got peed on. By you? Yeah, because he's trying to walk in front of my stream. (laughs) I've done that.
1: I've I've peed on a dog before.
2: but then we go down there you know observation funeral i i did the eulogy it's first eulogy i've ever done
1: okay and how did that go uh
2: it was okay um i i'm perfectly comfortable speaking in front of groups that's not a big deal but this was different and you know during that time when i'm reading the eulogy which i only wrote parts of mm mm-hmm. i'm i'm Trying to keep an eye on Jen, make sure she's okay. She's got the kids, whatever. But then we come back, so that's all of that part of it. A couple other things, a little bit happier. Does your wife ever buy clothes for you? I, I know we've talked about um, this, but
1: I've asked her not to just because what she buys, I, I really don't care for. Um, I'm a simple man, Matt. <laughs> Her mass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like watching people fuck. <laughs> um, so sometimes I would say 75% of what she has bought for me, I've, I've said, this is not me. So she just says, I'm just not, bu- not buying you clothes anymore. I'm like, that's fine. I don't like buying clothes for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have sweatshirts that are like 10 years old. Oh, yeah. They're my favorite sweatshirts. Uh, you know, I found a pair of pants that I like and I bought two more one of the same color and one of a different color. But those are now my go-to pants because I hate wearing blue jeans. um, And they're comfortable. So no, I she really doesn't. She tried buying me a t-shirt from Costco and I put it on and it went like two inches past my ass. And I'm like, this is not a good look for me. You could be shirt cocking it. <laughs> yeah. This is a nightgown. So yeah, like take it back, please.
2: Do you, Do you have... You know what, Kohl's Department department stores, right?
1: It originated in Wisconsin. Yeah,
2: man. Herb Cole. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I'm from yes. Wisconsin. Yes. Do you know what Coles Cash is?
1: Yes, I am very familiar with Coles Cash. My wife says it's the biggest scam on the planet.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's, 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 it's just like when you give somebody a twenty-five dollar gift card to a five-star restaurant, you're basically right. handing them a bill for hundred dollars. <laughs> yes. But. Jen will have Kohl's cash that's expiring, so she has to go and buy stuff so that yeah it doesn't get wasted. And then you know she ends up spending. However, so she she bought me underwear. See, so it's not just me buying underwear for her.
1: Okay. But well, speaking of that, speaking of that, mm-hmm. I, I I officially became a crotchety old man yesterday. You know why? Start wearing boxers. New pair of New Balance tennis shoes man from <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> It is so. I've got fucking jacked up wide feet, so there's not many brands that make a wide.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've always been buying these Asics, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try a different brand. And New Balance makes a wide. So wide I, feet. I haven't tried them on. I have not tried them on yet, though. Wide but feet. But they're sharp looking. They're sharp looking shoes.
2: Wide stance. Yep. Yeah. But she bought me underwear, size mm-hmm. 44. What are you? What are you egg? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's that's almost a foot too large <laughs> we
1: both of us could fit in these underwear <laughs> she's like you would like wearing stuff that's extra large i'm like that's shirts yes not underwear <laughs> and and 44 is like triple x
2: yes it's it, it's big uh this happened a couple of weeks ago but i forgot to mention it last week the you know talk about the dog or the dogs walking by the bar the one of the waitresses bartenders at the bar said anytime i bring the puppy into the bar i'll get free drinks ah and okay it, it's it's an offer she made i don't really
1: put any weight behind it why don't you modify that and say how about every time i bring the puppy in you show me your tits
2: it would be worth it um but <laughs> so at, not after the raiders podcast but after the the podcast before that i had taken the dog out and I was, I was loopy. I, I'd had quite a bit that night and I had both dogs and there's a guy out on the patio having a heater and he said, why don't you take the bartender up on her offer for free drinks? I'm like, you know what? I think I will. Okay. <laughs> so I went into the bar and sure enough, I got free shots, but I got swarmed. Really? That dog is just a Pussy magnet,
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, That's nice. Yeah,
2: uh, Joey, the other dog, has basically had enough of the other dog, and he went after him the other day.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: and he didn't. He wasn't going to stop, so I had to break him up. Uh, Wisconsin one, sorry, Joey. Yesterday, not Joey. I um, mean, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing is, I've I've mentioned several times in this podcast how my mom does weird things. mm Hmm. We had a, I think, we think it was a, a duck, but we had some egg that was buried in our mulch right next to our garage.
6: Okay. And, and
2: you could see just a little bit of the egg, most of it was buried. And then we came home one day and the egg is up on the mulch. It's no longer buried. It's completely out of the mulch and the mulch isn't torn up. The mulch is all neat.
1: Okay. like That's weird.
2: Because if it was an animal, you'd expect there to be like mulch everywhere and you wouldn't expect the eggs to still be there or for the egg to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And I kept on forgetting it and finally asked my mom, did you take the egg out of our mulch? Yeah. And you set it on the top of the mulch? Yeah. Why? Well, I wanted you to know you had an egg there. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still sitting there. (laughs) Well, it's
1: birds don't have babies this time of year. Well, it's probably been there for quite a while oh, okay so you should cook it up man oh yeah <laughs> i'm sure it's really good all right so over to you okay so being a dog owner there's certain phrases that you can't say without getting them all worked up like, like treat like, bad or go for you know are you hungry that that's h time in our house uh go for a walk gfw so you can't say you can't so you got to say that and then the newest one is bb in the sea <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye in the car and to me it's funny when my especially when my when my wife says it um because she doesn't understand the the sexual nature that it could be misconstrued at oh
2: i spent a lot of the, the weekend explaining who barry wood was to people
1: <laughs> oh all right were you showing pictures yes I was. all right uh so my son has this, my oldest son has this obsession with the house in the rock, just fascinated with the house in the rock. And he went on eBay and he found some VHS tapes for like 12 or 15 bucks a piece about the house in the rock. So he ordered them and do you have a he VCR said, okay, that works. I do have, v- I have a VCR that is you can burn DVDs from the tape. Oh, yeah, that's good. And, and I, and I bought it to transfer. The movies that i that we had made that i wanted Mm -hmm. because there's some that i don't want because they're if i were to run for political office if those came out be problematic it would would be a scandal (laughs) um so i that's the only working vcr that we have so he's like i said okay man here you go hook it up how do i hook it up well dude it's it's an hdmi you know just plug it in and and Get to your HDMI setting on the, on the, on the TV. So he plugs it in and he turns it on and he, he opens up the case. And my youngest son goes, Oh my gosh, that thing is so big. Is that like a hundred years old? <laughs> no, close. Uh, and then my son's looking at it and he goes, Okay, so how do, how do I put this thing in? And he puts it in and then we're watching and the quality is just bad. And I said, Okay, guys. Come hop up on dad's knee. Let me tell you a story of on a Friday or Saturday night, you would go to the blockbuster and hope, hope that they would have new releases there. And if they didn't, that the the clerk sometimes would say, well, we're expecting a couple copies back any minute now. And if they weren't there, then you had to peruse up and down the aisle and pick something that you'd already seen before or some shit movie that. You thought looked good but you brought it home and it was just a pile of garbage and the quality is just really really bad so that was kind of funny but the big thing that occurred was that you know i talked about i've talked about it a couple of times is that my son was buddy the elf in the school musical middle yeah. school rendition of elf junior and it was awesome man i mean all the friends and family that came out to see him and support him and <clears throat> pardon me and just to see him you know my wife and i are still trying to like wrap our head around the fact that he was the show that he was driving the bus for that show and just knocked it out of the park for a middle schooler um that's I, awesome you know it, it's i just can't wait to see what he does next and i and i know he's kind of going through a little bit of withdrawal right now because it was a ton of work. It's a lot of hours put into getting that performance. And there were kids that flubbed their lines a little bit or, you know, had to repeat a word or, or something. And he just, he didn't fuck up once. And it was just absolutely amazing. And then at, at the end of the show, um, well, let me start from the very beginning. I told you also last week about how the, the, me and the two other parents were kind of looking at each other like, who's going to be in charge of the director's gifts. Yep. And it ended up being me. So my business is a cash heavy business. I carry a lot of cash and, you know, just because people pay me in cash and it's difficult to pay, to spend cash because I mean, when you get gas, you're using a card outside. It's, it's just, it's hard to use cash. So, We raised probably about $2,200 close 20 very close to $2,200 for the direct for these three directors And what they've done in the past is they've got they've just gotten Visa gift cards for them so okay well, I'm gonna go to Walmart and I've got a pile of cash because everybody's been paying me Venmo and I'm just gonna flop down some cash and get a bunch of gift cards so I do that and the kid behind the, the counter says yeah, we can't do that because you might be laundering money for drugs. <laughs> okay. This is on a Wednesday night. I'm on my way to take my son to his gymnastics class. <clears throat> All right. Well, let me try my credit card. Let's rack up a thousand bucks in gift cards. Let's let's go. Bloop. Declined because now my credit card company has been, you know, the red flag has gone up. Well, if you're going to steal a credit card, what's the first thing that you're going to do? Buy gift a shitload of gift cards, right? Free money. Okay. Let's try a lower level. $600 declined. But the funny thing is I was able to fill up my gas tank with that same card later on that night. Hmm. <clears throat> so that was a Wednesday. So on Friday, I'm armed with a checkbook and I'm going to use a check to buy these gift cards. And I walk into the same Walmart, grab a bunch of gift cards, walk up to there and I go, I'd like to use a check to pay for these. And she looks at me and she goes, this is the best part. You know, anybody with common sense would know that you can't use a check to write to buy gift cards? Well, I mean, my ears are hot. I've got a lump <laughs> in my throat. My heart is just beat bouncing out of my chest. And I go, you know, this is Walmart. Do you not have telecheck where you run the check through with my driver's license that verifies that the check is legit, like I had at the gas station that I worked at 20 years ago? By the way. I have common sense, and I can just tell that she thought to herself, "Oh shit, I probably should not have said that." I mean, I was about, I was very close to being a Karen and saying, can I can talk, I talk to your manager?" Your manager? Yeah. But I'm like, "No, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to take the high ground. I need this person to help me right now." <laughs> so, <clears throat> rewind the story 15 minutes before I leave to go to Walmart. My wife says, "My mom wants has made a pumpkin pie for." Our son, who's in Elf Junior, he loves pumpkin pies. Can you stop at her house and pick up that pumpkin pie? Yes. After I go to Walmart and after I go to Aldi to pick up some other shit, I will stop at her house. So while I'm at the service desk, her mom is texting me and trying to call me. So my phone is just bzz, 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 in my pocket saying, I have to leave. Can we meet someplace to, to so I can give you this pumpkin pie? I'm ignoring her phone calls. I'm ignoring her texts. Try my card. <clears throat> I get... Let me, okay, let's start low. Let's do a $500 gift card. Boom. Great. Okay, let's do a $250 one. Boom. Great. All right. You know what? We're good to go. Let's try this $500 one. Declined. Fuck. <laughs> so I I text my wife, like, get on the phone with the credit card company. You've got to be able... We've got to be able to figure this out. So I'm going back and forth with my wife. She is... She is Answering my text instantaneously, my last text to her was, "You you you can't can't believe what this woman at Walmart has has said to me." And your mom is blowing up my phone for me to pick up the frickin' pie. And instead of just period, I ended it with a Jesus Christ with an <laughs> exclamation point, and I send it. And I'm like, why is she not responding to me? And I look at my phone. I'm like, oh oh no, shit. Fuck. I sent it to my mother-in-law. Oh. I sent that text to my (laughs) mother-in-law. Oh fuck. Now, you gotta you gotta understand that I'm already a little bit hot and my blood pressure is kind of elevated. Just that just multiplied everything by a factor of four. Because now I'm like, oh my god. Oh my my mother-in-law is like super sensitive. So I'm texting my mother-in-law going, That was not meant for you i had to explain the situation i was not jesus christing you i was jesus christing the situation that i'm just in a bad situation right now Mm -hmm. she's not responding to me so i pull out the debit card a debit card that i have not used in three years because we just use the costco credit card and then it automatically withdraws money out of our checking account every month to pay it off Mm -hmm. remembered my pin number was able to buy all the cards that i needed Immediately got on the phone with my wife and she said, oh, my mom is here at the house. She dropped off the pie. I'm like, okay, if you can find her phone and maybe delete those messages. And she's like, oh, she already looked at them. She understands. She's okay. So it was just a really, really bad situation. And I said to myself, you know what I won't be doing again? I won't be doing this. This is the last time that I'm taking on this responsibility. Um And... Where was I? Oh, okay. So then at the end of the final show, the three directors get get up on stage, thank everybody, and then they have roses for all the eighth graders seeing that this is their last musical. And normally, the person who is in charge of the gift buying for the directors gets up on stage, takes the microphone, and says, thank you, here are the gifts. We have gigantic bouquets of flowers. But I said to my son, I said, do you want me to do that? Or you, would you like to do that? And then maybe you could prepare something and parse it out to the other eighth graders. So y'all have something special to say. And he's like, wow, that's really, that's a great idea, dad. So he did. And then he prepared like this parody song from one of the elf junior songs that it is was, was a way of thanking them. And I helped him write that because I'm really good at writing parody songs. Right.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. So he took the bull by the horns. He took the microphone and I was just like, so proud of him that this 14 year old kid was just so composed and took on such a leadership role with this entire musical. It was like, it was like the coolest dad moment that anybody could have. Like this was my, my state baseball tournament to see this. Right, I, so I,
2: I'll say this to you and I'm not saying this to you cause you're my friend or podcast partner. I'll just, say this to you as a longer term thing there are certain skills that you can learn there are certain skills that are innate and there are certain skills that you can kind of learn but not so much being comfortable in front of groups whether they be a group of five people or a group of like 50 people that is not something that everybody can do yeah and yeah the ability to do that at that age bodes very well, no matter what they go into, because there are a lot of positions that no matter what your career is, that you will sometimes have to speak in front of large groups or control large groups. And if you can't do that, it limits your potential for advancement. So, I mean, that is something that is incredibly cool that at this age, they already have that in their wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the cool thing about being a performer. Whether it's in a band or in drama, you know, hundreds of people. He, he, he performed in front of well over a thousand people this last weekend. Um, so that was pretty awesome. And, you know, he's, he's part of the odd squad. He's, he, he belongs to the land of misfit toys and he knows that. And I'm okay with that because the 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 jocks and the he calls them the plastics from Mean Girls the the you know the the popular girls
2: another movie I've not seen
1: but yeah oh okay it's it's worth a watch it's a good movie uh you don't like Tina Fey though yeah but Tina she's Faye, in it that's, very,
2: that's the that's the problem yeah
1: she's in it very little um you know he knew that he was going to get some sarcastic remarks and on the way to school on Thursday because they performed the the musical in front of the entire school, in, t- in front of the entire middle school on Thursday. That's kind of like their warm up performance. Sure. I said, I said, you know what, man, it takes balls of steel to do what you're doing. And my exact words were, if anybody says anything to, to you, fuck them. Cause they're going to fucking peak in high school and you're just going to keep on growing with the skills that you are acquiring doing what you're doing. And I think he really took that to heart. Because it is hard, man. It's hard hearing shit from your peers. And that's the biggest thing about that performance is you're performing in front of your peers and mm-hmm. your bullies and the popular kids and the jocks, and they're all going to be judging. And I was there because I was putting up some other shit and doing some other things with the stage. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick around for this show. And what was crazy is they don't know when to applaud. They don't know when to laugh. The the choir director in back is she's cueing them by clapping really loud or la- cackling to let them know that, hey, this is the funny part. And I asked her, I said that, I, said, well, I didn't ask her. I said, that's crazy that they didn't know how to applaud, you know, applaud when it was time to applaud and when to laugh. And she goes, well, think about it. Their face is buried in an iPad and all these new shows that they're watching don't have don't laugh, have laugh tracks. tracks. Yeah. And they just, they don't know. So that's pretty wild shit, man. That that's, the generation of these kids that are just their brains are just kind of jelly like they watch something and it's just like you know Mm -hmm. so anyway that's that was it that was it's we were exhausted because just we were so heavily involved and so heavily invested in this thing and now it's over and now it's kind of sad and now it's on to the next thing i guess so
2: all right just a couple follow-ups um Mm -hmm. do you know like old TVs older TVs um before HD do you know what their resolution was
1: uh was it uh 480
2: yes 480 okay VHS do you know what VHS's resolution was
1: 480
2: no it you know remember you get a VHS tape you could record it like six hours for the tape or two hours for the tape yeah At six hours, it's 240 lines, Mm -hmm. so half the resolution of SD, and at the two-hour speed, it was 320 lines. Okay. And when I first started watching Yellowstone, I went to the library, and I got the, the DVDs of the first couple seasons, the seasons that weren't on Paramount or Paramount Plus, whatever, and one of my sons wanted to watch Yellowstone, and he started watching, he's like, I can't watch this. This looks like like trash
1: <laughs> off of a DVD. Yes. Okay.
2: And the other thing is, uh, I, I forgot to mention the the priest that that did all the stuff was kind of a dick to me. Really? Yeah. And because I had I had duties during the, the actual ceremony, so I duties. said, "Hey, you
4: had you had
1: duties.
2: Why? Well, I, I, I had to give the eulogy, and and I said, you know, wh- wh- he's like, okay, whatever." <laughs> And I I asked him where the bathroom was, and it was like this little, super tiny bathroom where l- literally my knees were hitting the wall across from the toilet. Okay. And I said, is there a place where I can hang my coat? He's like, just find some place.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I gave the eulogy for my stepdad, uh, but not because I was asked to, but because I wanted to, because I knew nobody else was going to do it. Mm-hmm. So... That was a little nerve-wracking. That was before I was really – could hold my own with public speaking, like where I felt just comfortable saying anything in front of any group size. Because, I mean, the skills that I have, the the being kind of goofy and singing and and acting out of my element is a newly acquired skill that I got just several years ago with Scouts. But before that, man, public speaking – I. I would be so nervous to get up and talk in front of a group of people.
2: Yeah, I I was, the one thing that stuck in my head is I need to not be too much myself while I'm giving this because it's not supposed to be the kindest thing I'm normally doing when I'm talking to a group of people. And I did have a couple like clean, but just like subtle jokes in there. But I'm like, okay, no, I just... Opted to completely cut them, and and the, that's the thing. It depends on the person because, well, first of all, nobody's going to give my eulogy because it's recorded already. So, You've
1: already recorded your your own eulogy, yeah,
2: and I need to update it. It's been a while. Okay. I I figured that I start off with well, the reason I'm doing this is there's nobody who is sarcast or sarcastic or persuasive or suave enough to give this besides me, so uh-huh. I wouldn't want to put that on. Nobody can give honor to me the way that I would need to be honored. And but if somebody else did end up giving my eulogy, I would want them to have humor in it because of that's who I am.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll. You know what? I'll give your eulogy and drop some c words in there. (laughs) You know, Matt was 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 really fond of using the n word. (laughs) Just want to let everybody know that he's really, really liked it.
4: Okay, let's move on. Matt and Doug are at it again. Yes, that sound, and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want
2: to know. Only two this week. Okay. It is a movie we have not done. Uh Uh-huh. We have done a Sound of the Week from it before. Okay. It is obviously an 80s movie. Um, Yes. And the two clips, I just pulled one clip, I cut it at one point, and then... and then the part second part is just the reveal so it's this and then the reveal and it, basically the cut is if you put them together it's just one single thing okay okay go yeah.
1: are you a
2: god it's the right. It's it's the right scene. It's not exactly the right spot.
1: Okay, but it has to do with the with Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis as dogs, right? Okay, so
0: she's a dog.
2: Yes, it's when she when Gozer transforms Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis into dogs at the top of All right. the building.
1: When you when you said it's a movie that we have not done, but we've done a sound clip for. Uh huh. The first thing that came to my mind was it's going to be Ghostbusters.
2: Was that too big of a hint?
1: <laughs> a little bit. We're kind of running out of sounds here, man. <laughs> okay. All right. So, ready for the movie itself? Sure.
3: Raiders of Raiders of the Lost Ark.
2: Was Raiders of the Lost Ark by Cuckberry on your home of hits from the sixties, seventies, and today? WBRW. Time and temp check. It's eight forty-five on this chilly January second. Just in RCH over ten degrees. Everybody's eagerly waiting for the crop report on orange shoes from the Secretary of Agriculture. But first, we have the opening bell at the top of the hour. We'll get you there with this latest hit. Trading Places from Bob Jensen and the Wheelers.
4: You're not rich, you're dirt poor, you run kinds, looking for your next score, he is rich, a real cocksuck, got a girl, too bad wind cuck, got fucked, by some dicks, With a Wig Needs revenge And it's gonna be big But what about Coleman? Why did he betray you? Maybe you'll get help from Ophelia But I know, yes I know That she's got great tits That's why I ignore her other manly bits Traded Places traded Places Economic places, places, places. places, places. We'll show those bros with Billy Ray and his hoe. Trading Places, places, places,
2: places. Trading Places was released on June 8th, 1983. It was written by Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingrod and directed by John Landis. Harris and Weingrod worked together on basically everything and are best known for Brewster's Millions, Twins, and Space Jam. Landis is best known for
1: <sighs> 16 candles,
2: having bad luck with helicopters.
1: It's oh, that, did he do 16 candles? No, no, that's 16 uh, can. No, that's, um,
2: the guy who did everything.
1: <laughs> He's a real weird looking fucker with a little weaselly mustache. Uh, I, I don't know. It's John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Landis. Yeah. With the chopping the heads off. Yes, yeah, so of the couple of ch- Laotian and, kids. Yes, yeah, so and in, in, uh, um, Vic Moreau in yeah. Twilight Zone. Have you ever seen the raw footage of that? Yes, I have.
2: Oh, it's not good. It's not good, no. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, it stars Betty, Eddie Murphy, best known for Outbidding Me While Picking Up Women in L.A., uh, Dan Aykroyd, best known for being a little bit of a nutter and Crystal Skull Vodka, Jamie Lee Curtis, best known for Perfect with John Travolta, And it has Denholm Elliott from last week's movie, as well as Don Amici, best known for Harry's and the Hendersons, and Ralph Bellamy, best known for Disorderlies. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 88 with critics and 85 with audiences. It made $120 million on a $15 million budget. Did you see this in the theater?
1: I did not see this in the theater. I don't know if it was a rental or just watching it at my mom's house.
2: I, I want to say I saw, but I can't imagine that in 1983 I saw this in the theater.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I did not see this in the theater.
2: Uh, but no comments. I, I was very happy with the way my bed turned out. Honestly,
1: <laughs> no, I was. No, it was. I was good. It was. You just you, sometimes you jump in really, really fast with your, with your movie stuff. Uh-huh. I like. I like the uh, DJ stuff. That was good.
2: Uh, last time I think I did that was Jaws.
1: <laughs> oh, all right.
2: Did you? You catch the
1: band names? I did. Uh, okay. Yes. Cuckberry so, and, and Bob Jansen and the Whalers. Yes.
2: So uh, the movie starts and there's some classical movie over the opening credits. And I have just a, a small clip of the, the classical music. That's cool. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That is weird. I hope the rest of these aren't fucked up. Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, I, I found it now. Here's here's the classical music that starts this film.
4: Just a good old voice. Never mean it no harm.
2: I really should have used that for my bed, but I didn't actually think of it until like today.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: But obviously that is from um,
1: heart to heart. So. Um, yes. No, it's the, is it the, Oh, no, that's not it. It's, mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 Figaro, Les Nas de Figaro by Mozart. Now I can't think of how it goes. I
2: classical music. I, I actually enjoy classical music. I've seen yeah. when I've seen like it live. It's actually pretty cool. It's not something that's on my phone, but yeah. I I enjoy the ability to do it. But this movie takes place in Philly, and mm-hmm. we get tons of B roll of
1: Philly. Lots of scenes of like middle class life in Philly. I I would say middle lower class. Well, that comes up a little bit. The lower class definitely comes up in a second. But after that, Denholm Elliot comes out of a. Is that a townhouse or a brown house? Well, what would y- you call that?
2: I would say that that's a a a brownstone.
1: A brownstone. That's what that's what I meant. Yes.
2: But in all the stuff they show, they show like the Salvation Army buses, elevated trains, and. The, the thing that amazes because they show people getting on an elevated train, which is very similar to getting on the subway, for example, in New York. Mm-hmm. The thing that's always amazed me about those is there's no safety there at all. You can just walk out and jump on the tracks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you got, now you got the crazy people that push people on the tracks.
2: And, but they have, it shows what time it is or what era it is because there's X-rated movies that are be sh- being shown at the Apollo. And then, Yeah. Marcus Brody, who plays Coleman, opens the door and he picks up some newspapers. And then what do we kind of see as we cut back to some more B-roll as kind of a juxtaposition with the newspapers?
1: Is it the Wall Street Journal?
2: Well, no, we see a bunch of people sleeping under newspapers.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. So, yeah, now it cuts between him and homeless people and Office of Unemployment. Yeah, Frank
2: Stallone warming his hands over a barrel.
1: Yeah, yeah but Dan Aykroyd is sleeping and he comes in with breakfast your breakfast sir now I wouldn't like that right when I wake up because you're gonna have to pee I don't want to eat right the
2: second I wake up you you probably have a morning heart on maybe you got to measure it yes uh and Aykroyd's character is suspect immediately
1: well he's wearing pajamas yes yes And then he gets shaved with a straight razor from Denholm Elliott.
2: And there's a picture while
1: he reads the paper.
2: Yeah. And there's a picture of his girlfriend there. And he has, I think it's the same picture in several different locations of his girlfriend.
1: Yeah. She's, she's real waspy. She's attractive though. I mean,
2: she's an attractive woman. Yes. But he thinks that there's something exciting going to happen with what this morning?
1: Pork, pork bellies. Uh, I never knew what, I never knew what pork bellies was until I looked it up while watching this movie.
2: I I was going to look it up, but it's actually explained later in this film.
1: (laughs) It is, it is. Unprocessed good that meat packing plants were able to use to make bacon, and they began selling them as commodities. Do you know what a unit of pork bellies is? It's probably a pound. 40,000 pounds. Oh,
2: jeez. But Coleman, who is his servant uh, or butler, picks out a suit and shoes for him,
1: and did you know, did you know that one in five pigs that are raised in the United States are shipped to China? No. Because the Chinese have b- bought this gig- like the world, like the country's biggest pork manufacturing plant. And now they're using our water, our soil, and all of our resources to grow food to feed these pigs that, that they then ship over to mainland China. I, re- I listened to a podcast about it, about how like Saudi Arabia has done the same thing.
2: That's gotta be weird for the pig though. Why is that? <laughs> Cause you know, you get trucked onto something. I mean, I'm assuming they actually probably are in some kind of like crate that just gets dumped. They
1: don't get like marched onto the boat. Probably not. It's just like, well, hold on a second. These guys over here are eating corn. How come we got to eat rice? just the motion of being on a boat I would think would be yeah.
2: a little bit weird for the pig. I don't, I don't know a lot about pig, you know, thinking.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. But I mean, think about it. like these gigantic ships that are just going t- to China full of pigs. Um, yeah, it's, I was, I was listening to there in Arizona, like Saudi Arabia bought up this huge tract of desert that has these ancient kick, ca- um, aquifers underneath them. Okay. That they're the type of aquifers that once they're empty, they're never filling up again and like these small towns that are around there rely on this water, but Saudi Arabia has just tapped into that to grow food for their people that so they grow food on this land that they have bought and then ship it to Saudi Arabia. What's an aquifer? How? An aquifer? Yeah. It's like it's like an underground to pee with Jesus, that was bad yeah it wasn't great yes but then elliot Oli- we'll just call him coleman from yeah Stuff, so we don't yeah. have to say Denholm elliot continuously dresses him and asks if penelope will be dining with him this evening miss penelope yes miss penelope yes yes, yes, yes. She, she will says yes Yes. And then he go, Dan Aykroyd goes outside and just stands by the car and waits for Coleman to open the door for him. Yeah. He's a, he's a total cocksucker. He is. Yeah. He's a piece of shit, but he's been raised this way. He's been conditioned to think this way.
2: And he, he's dropped off at the offices of Duke and Duke and his name is Winthorpe. And some random dude takes his overcoat, and as he's walking through,
1: uh, uh, he's, no, he's he's a, a coat donkey.
2: Takes okay. his coat. <laughs> but it's morning, 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 and these are not friends; these are just people that are scared to, of him as he's mm-hmm. walking into Gringotts. And he walks right onto the elevator. It's, it's actually nice timing, right as he gets to the elevator, the elevator door opens, and there's—I I had mentioned this in my notes, but we didn't talk about—in Winthorpe's place, it's all wood. It's all Mm -hmm. wood paneling. It kind of looks like the Playboy mansion with a little bit less of the bleach smell. Okay. But more wood in this office. There's a fireplace there, and he has an old green screen computer. Yes. Pork
1: bellies. He knew it. But now
2: we meet who?
1: The Duke brothers. Ralph Bellamy and Don Amici.
2: They have tons of staff, and they're putting on their coats, giving them their papers. And they are
1: completely... Completely ignoring their st- staff as they're walking past them.
2: Yeah. Unlike Winthorpe, they're not even giving like a cursory acknowledgement of yeah. the staff in their finger quotes lessers. And they get into a limo and their driver holds a door. And I think that's a rolls. Probably, but there's snow on the ground and it's a long ass driveway. And they get in the car and the computer, they turn on the computers in the car and kind of the seed of the story for our movie is planted
3: when do we sell I just cannot believe how stupid these scientists are the eternal question there's no question the answer is
5: obvious I don't care about heredity versus environment in fact I'm sick and tired of hearing it I care about how much money we can get for our pork bellies with a put in a sell order
3: for 76 and a quarter His charts say that's as high as it's going to go
5: It'll never get that high.
3: Let's sell now. Patience, Mortimer. Let's see if Winthorpe's right.
5: Winthorpe's wrong. It's topped out. I say we sell now. Just another few seconds. The market's closing. We won't get the order in.
3: We just made an extra $347,000.
2: Do you know anything about commodities trading? No, I don't. I I know a little about stocks. I know very, very Mm -hmm. little, if anything, about commodities. According to this movie, the commodities market opens at 9 and closes at about 930. Okay. Because they're on their way into the office and the market is closing. (laughs) Okay. And then later at the end of the film, it's open and then it's closed almost immediately. But they call Winthorpe and Winthorpe says that he had no doubts and he makes a bad belly up joke. And he says that he'll see them at the club and he's packing up for the day and he gives a kiss to the picture of his girlfriend, which is on his desk. And the Duke show up at the, the club and we get our first sighting of Eddie Murphy's character.
1: Yes.
7: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Vietnam did this to me, but I'm not bitter. Thank you. Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah? Yeah How you doing? Spare Four wall veterans of change
5: My mama needs a life I have no money to give you
4: Please Anything Please. A quarter Anything just a couple of dollars Anything
7: A quarter a nickel Please Hey man I really don't appreciate this I don't care what it is My ham Anything I Thanks a lot How you like a stump up your ass? Stay out of here You got a lot of souls. Appreciate it
2: this is in kind of where Eddie Murphy is at his prime.
1: Well, this role was supposed to go to Richard Pryor because Eddie Murphy would not have been old enough to be in Vietnam. Okay. So some of the, some of the humor is that you see in this movie is Richard Pryor humor.
2: But this is right in the middle of just a killer streak. Yes. Of films that Eddie
1: Murphy did, which. I thought this was his first film. No, this wasn't his first film, was it? I thought this was his first feature film. 84? 83? 83.
4: Yeah, I think this
2: was. Okay, well then it was the the first of his
1: films. Yes, because he did then like Trading Places and... uh, This is Trading Places. I'm sorry, 48 Hours. 48 Hours was before this. 48
2: Hours was 82. Trading Places was 83, followed by Beverly Hills Cop, Golden Child... Beverly Hills Cop Two. So I mean, in his streak of just amazing, he had an amazing run, which was kind of ended with um, <laughs> Best Defense.
1: Oh, that was a terrible movie. I was, I saw that in the theater, and, and because I liked Eddie Murphy movies, and was just so incredibly disappointed.
2: But I remember I had this this thick book of like the top movies, and it ranked. Actors and actresses for and at this point when this book came out, Eddie Murphy was all four star four or four films mm-hmm. and then best defense came out and that kind of, tur- but I mean, he was barely in best defense. He was like front and center on the advertising, but that was more of a
1: Dudley Moore movie,
2: right? And it was, yeah, it was 48 hours trading places, Beverly Hills cop. Those were the first three and then it was best defense came out right after that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but. They show up to the Heritage Club and Mortimer is reading the Wall Street Journal inside and there are big leather chairs and Randolph is reading a nature book. And their butler, who is an African American, comes. I wouldn't say their they're butler, but it's their orderly at the club. Yeah. I guess probably the dude that's assigned to them. They give him a Christmas bonus. How much? Five bucks. Five bucks. Yes.
2: and. <laughs> And, and Mortimer says, that's from both of us. <laughs> it's great. I can go to a movie by myself. And then yeah. at the club, also, there's some douchebags that are asking Winthorpe if he wants to be their fourth for squash. And he can't. Mm-hmm. Why can't yes.
1: he? Uh, he needs to sign with Randolph and Mortimer to uh, no. sign. No, no? it's because he has a date oh, with Penelope. He's got a date with Penelope. That's right. But then... Before he leaves, he needs to meet with Randolph and Mortimer. Um, he needs them to sign the payroll checks.
2: Yeah, he says it's the time of the month. And I'm like, huh? <laughs>
1: huh? Yes. Pay- but uh,
2: Winthorpe is at a senior level at Duke and Duke. I think he runs the firm. I think he's their guy. Payroll, to yeah. me, seems to be a little bit below his pay grade. And that is yeah. nothing against anybody that does payroll but he Winthorpe is the man. I mean, he's the guy running the show, basically. Mm-hmm. And all these checks have to be personally signed. H- how many? How many people? Duke and Duke is a huge fucking building. There's yeah. got to be thousands of people that
1: work there. Yes, they would. These checks would be stamped with their signature. But he questions a five fifty thousand dollar check to a Clarence Beeks. Yep, and.
2: Who the hell is him? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Yes. Can't find any record yes. of him. And Mortimer's continuing to cough. Oh, he's doing something top secret for us. And I think it is, uh, it's one of them. Uh, it's Mortimer. He's bitching about how much they're paying their employees. And Winthorpe says, yeah, I can't get around the old minimum wage. Hmm. But then they ask, how's Penelope? And what is her relation to the Duke's?
1: Uh, It is their niece. -niece. Grand-niece. Grand-niece, yes.
2: Are you going to make an honest woman out of her? I'll certainly try. Well,
1: the wedding invites are going out uh, today or tomorrow.
2: Good.
1: Good. Yeah. Yeah. But they dismiss him, and I think one of them... One of them says uh, they'll take care
2: of the the beaks check personally.
1: Yes, but then one of them says he's a steady young man, and the other one says I got that. Did you not
2: look at my thing? I have almost no clips.
1: I know you didn't.
5: Winthorpe is a very steady young man. We're lucky to have him managing our firm for us. Oh, hogwash. Exeter, Harvard. He's the product of good environment. He's got nothing to do with environment. With his genes, you can put Winthorpe anywhere, and he's going to come out on top. Breeding Randolph, same as in racehorses. It's in the blood.
2: And then we go back to Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Still don't know his name, and he's scooting around. We didn't say that before. He's scooting He's on a... What would you call that? A box on wheels?
1: Uh, yeah, I There's probably I guess so. a name
2: for it. It's a something box.
1: A something box? Yep. I don't know. Like it's, Indiana uh, Jones. Thing. I don't know. It would be something that back in the day you'd put a refrigerator on maybe to roll it around. I don't know. But um, he grabs some lady who's walking down the street, tugs on her, on her dress, and he goes, um, Hey, you ever have a man with no legs? You never go back. And then as she dismisses him, calls her a bitch. I was a little embarrassed for him with this part. He, he says he would,
2: something else. I don't understand though. He mentions he Porgy and Bess. I don't know. That don't know must that mean something. I don't know. But he says, we can make it me and you <laughs> bitch. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminded me of, of this other Eddie Murphy performance. That's cool. God damn it. That's right. I forgot. I don't have that. It's mm. here.
4: Shit, that shit made me mad, man. Bitches never do that to me, man. Well, and maybe it's because you call them bitches all the time. Yeah, man, you know, you need to straighten up, show some respect. Man, come on. Yo, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's an Eddie Murphy movie almost nobody likes, but I really did. What's that? Boomerang.
1: I saw that in the theater with you. Yeah, I like that film. I think it's funny. Yeah, I. it was okay. Again, it made me a little bit uncomfortable with Grace Jones. Yeah, and then and then the old bag that he has to fuck. Eartha Kitt, she was Batwoman,
2: not Batwoman. She was Catwoman. Yeah, Eartha Kitt, she was one of the original Batwomen. Batwoman. Oh. Catwomen from
1: Catwomen uh, from the
2: Adam West Batman show. Yes. No, <laughs>
5: that's a nipple. <laughs> I can tell because my dick getting hard. <laughs>
2: it's from the commercial. Mm. Strange, oh, strange. <laughs> Where she's birthing okay. the perfume.
1: Oh, all right. But all right. Let's see here. Where are we? The oh, cops yes. come up as Eddie
2: is dragging himself along, and he tries to go yes. right past him.
1: Well, he try. He starts doing his Eddie Murphy or his his Eddie Murphy his Stevie Wonder impersonation, mm-hmm. where he's kind of you know because he's pretending to be blind also, and kind of doing the head back. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah, you do the head back and forth, and just with a big smile. Yeah. yeah.
2: But the police have had some complaints.
7: Who's that? Who's that? What you want?
5: Police. We've had some complaints about con men pretending to be blind and uh, crippled.
7: Oh, I'd love to help you, man, but I ain't seen none since I stepped on that landmine in Vietnam back in '72. It was rough. Very painful. You were in Nam? So were we. Where? Um, I was in, um, Sangbang, Dangan, uh, uh, I was all over that place, basically, a lot of places, a lot of places. What unit were you in? Uh, I was with the Green Beret, uh, Special Unit Battalions, uh, Commando Airborne Tactics, Specialist Tactics, uh, Unit Battalion. Yeah, it was real hush-hush. I was Agent Orange, that was my name, Agent Iron, Special Agent Orange, that was me. Airborne,
2: huh? Were they being dismissive when they said airborne?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the, the way that he said airborne was, yeah, you're full of shit. Cause this, again, the stolen valor stuff would not fly today either.
2: Yep. That's in my notes. It's like stolen Valor. is like pretending you were like a professional fireman. Yeah. uh huh. That would not got fly me, today.
1: <laughs> got me a blow job, yep. but stolen blow job. <laughs> yes. But they, they lift him and they don't lift him up, Matt. They just lift him. In my notes and is leg. they lift him up. Yes. And his, his legs drop. I can see. I have legs. Praise Jesus! It's
2: a miracle. And it's a miracle. Eddie's walking away, and he's praising God, and he's uh, you're beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just stand there. I think they're like, okay, we're not, we're not going to do anything with you. But he's as he's walking away from them, he sees a cop car and goes, oh, they're trying. You know, I think he thinks they're trying to pin him in, which I don't think that that was the case. No, they were just going to
2: let him go. And what I should have said
1: was, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah. Turns around How you and doing? Won- yeah and he turns around and he bumps into Winthrop coming out of the club. Winthorpe. Winthorpe, yes.
2: You're reading your notes. Winthrop. I just
1: have W. Dub- I I just have W. I I yeah yep.
2: I have W for the rest of my notes as well. Yes. And he immediately Winthorpe or Winthrop immediately thinks he's being robbed. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. kill me.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry help. about that. Help, help, don't kill me. He goes, I don't want your bag. And then, you know, while this is going on, the cops start coming after him, and he runs inside. And there's a big chase. It's like Benny Hill, kind of. And he goes under the table and comes out on his back, and six guns are pointed at him. Yep. Is there a problem, officer?
2: Yeah. He has gun to the head, and he's cuffed, and is this the man?
1: Who <laughs> <laughs> wrecked we'll the buffet? The Herald Club. <laughs> yes yes and uh mortimer and winthrop or mortimer and
6: fuck randolph. randolph
1: randolph come up and say good job winthrop with Win- now, now i'm all fucking <laughs> i have to take like a pencil and wipe, write, right Win- Winthrop in all my notes
2: but yeah he tried winthrop to rob says, the payroll knock me down yeah. in broad daylight it was an accident and what are they booking him on Uh, I don't know Assault Attempted robbery And resisting arrest And then Winthrop Wants to press full
1: charges (laughs) Yes I want to press full charges Yes And then It's Randolph That
2: is interested In this whole situation
3: Mm Mm-hmm You're from a broken home Of course It was broke So what You have a history Of juvenile arrests I presume Drug abuse Reform schools State prisons And all that You
7: ain't
3: talking to this guy. I want a lawyer. Is there a lawyer in the house? That man is a product
5: of a poor environment. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him. I can prove it. Of course there's something wrong with him. He's a Negro. Probably been stealing since he could crawl.
2: The plot to this is, is not dissimilar to Can't Buy Me Love. Is it now? Sure, because you have an outcast who is given something which makes him part of the in crowd Mm -hmm. and how it changes
1: them. Yes. Okay.
2: But they they put Eddie Murphy in the cop car. Still don't know his name, I don't believe. No, we don't. It's driving away. He looks right at the camera. There's several instances of breaking the fourth or, if you're Doug, third wall in this film.
1: Yeah, it's, I thought it was the fifth wall. You <laughs> the fifth wall? That's it's the fifth time. element. It's the fifth element. Yes. And that's with, with Chris Tucker, not Eddie Murphy. Correct. Uh-huh. But we're at Winthorpe's house and Penelope is there. And no, Mother no, you're thing. missing in a very important part here. Oh, Brent. hold on a second. Did, okay. Did it look like Mortimer and Randolph were reading cue cards during that last speech?
2: I I didn't catch it. Oh, the direction in this film is very odd. I don't know if this is a Landis thing, but I wouldn't say it's stilted, but it is. It has a very distinct feel to it, which is a little bit off. And there's a lot of looking at the
1: camera. Yeah, but look at go back and watch that scene. They they look off, and then and then look at each other, and then as they're reciting lines, it really looks like they're reading cue cards.
2: But Randolph says that if. Eddie Murphy's character was given a chance. He could run the company as well as Winthorpe talking about a wager. And Mortimer says, if you think if Winthorpe would lose his job, he would hold people up. It's like, that's not enough. We have to do more. Lose his job, home, fiance, friends, and totally embarrass him. Yeah. He'd take the crime like a fish to water.
1: And my clip was, my clip was supposed to be longer there. So
2: that's, But, and then they they continue. It's like you have to put them in the wrong surrounding with the worst sort of people, real scum. And they say, We've done it before. This time it's for a good cause. How much do you want to bet? The usual amount. It's never said what it is. And now we go to Winthrop's place. Winthrop? Yeah.
1: I'm trying to help. And he's there with his woman. Well, Coleman is preparing a dessert. What is that? Baked Alaska? Uh, What are are the, I, I was thinking they were crepes. No, well, crepes. You're not going to have like the whole flaming thing, isn't the baked Alaska? You get the flaming stuff.
2: I I, I don't know. I I did you know, not know what it was. We I, don't
1: eat rich. We don't eat rich people desserts. <laughs> see,
2: I see. At first, I didn't know, even though they were desserts, I thought they were like tilapias.
1: Okay, but no, he's he's preparing a dessert, and Penelope is there with Dan Aykroyd with Winthorpe, saying, "Oh, you're so brave," and he says, "Well, someone has to take a stand." She says, "He did have killed you." <laughs> yeah. Well, instincts t- take over and she says to Coleman, did Louis, did Louis tell you what he did today? Yeah. And, oh, you're so hot tempered. I would have groveled and begged.
6: And, and, and she, she also whispers, asks him this. What were you thinking at this point?
4: You don't have time to think up there. If you think you're dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes.
2: Now, Coleman is yeah. completely unimpressed by this whole story.
1: Yes. And she whispers to him, I want you now. And then he says to Coleman, we'll take our drinks in the living room. No dessert, sir, as he's been sitting there preparing <laughs> this dessert for like five minutes. No, you have it. And
2: he goes, he, he throws he goes, it out.
1: <laughs> yes. Is he in his little butler's pantry or is that a real, uh, kitchen that he's in? I'm not sure.
2: He's in the same but, kitchen that, uh, Michael Keaton takes, um, Kim Basinger to.
1: Yes. Yes. Butler pantry. But the he gets rings. a phone call. Yeah. He gets a, yes, he gets a phone call from the Dukes and, we don't hear what the Dukes are saying, but we hear Coleman saying, a scientific experiment. Well, it is your house, and I do work for you. And he hangs up the phone and says, what a scumbag. But he doesn't really
2: like Winthrop, does he? Because Winthrop is a dick to him.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he likes Winthrop. Maybe he just tolerates him. I have no idea.
2: But as but, you said, he's it's your house. I make the arrangements. Good night. And said, so what a scumbag. And... I, How old were you when you learned what actually scumbag meant?
1: Oh, it, probably in my 20s.
2: I was in middle school, I mm-hmm. was riding the bus home, and I called somebody a scumbag, and the bus driver just fucking read me the Riot Act. Okay. <laughs> for calling somebody a scumbag. I'm like, what's the big deal? And they said, Do you know what a scumbag is? I'm like, No. And they told me. <laughs> no. <laughs> scumbag, of course, is. A Long Island whitefish, or Coney yes. Island whitefish.
1: A used condom. Yes. Yeah.
2: But uh, Penelope is talking about her mumsy wants to throw them a party right after New Year's Eve on January second, and there's a problem with it being on January second. What's the problem?
1: Well, the orange juice, orange juice reports come out. Yes, yeah, the
2: the crop reports, which is includes the orange juice reports, and what does the stupid crop reports have to do with Mumsy's party? And they're getting undressed as they're having this very unsexy conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, they're, they're both wasps. Like, he probably only does her missionary style.
2: But she wants him to change the day of the crop reports. She's no, an idiot. Yeah. And she probably went to Harvard. Yeah. But uh, she says, that, well, maybe Todd will have to take her. And you know, Todd is cool. But um, this riles Winthorpe up. And Todd comes up several times throughout the rest of the film, even though he has almost no part in it. He still comes up several times and her last name is Witherspoon. And she says, we're going to make a great couple, have a great life. And then Coleman comes in and she's kind of hiding behind Winthrop and Coleman asks if you'll be needing me anymore this evening. And
1: no, do you need anything else? And he says, I have everything I want, which of course he does.
2: And yeah, he Coleman closes the doors and he kind of rolls his eyes and Winthrop dips her in the scene fades
1: to black and now where are we we're in jail we're in jail and and eddie murphy is holding court with a couple of other inmates one did you recognize who one of those inmates was
2: i recognize a couple of them but i don't know which one you're talking about
1: Giancarlo esposito moff (laughs) gideon
2: really yes he's gonna be in columbus next week
1: for what uh convention for a nerd convention yep are you going i am not
2: why not my son is
1: (laughs) Oh, is he?
2: Yeah. You should go. I think I can get some stuff signed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. Get go go buy yourself a Mandalorian helmet and have him sign it.
2: Wouldn't that be kind of like having Christ sign a cross?
1: <laughs> sure, Matt.
2: <laughs> well, you know the
1: Mandalorian killed him. We don't know if he's dead. There's no way he's dead. Okay. No, way. no. not dead. Not dead uh, But Like I said This is a long clip But It's an entertaining Long clip
7: See I had to keep you doing The tight surveillance man That's why I'm wearing These bummy clothes You had to make sure A dude had his payroll Before I made my move Tell us how you cut him yeah, I ain't cut him a no knife But you told me last night You cut the dude With well, these I cut him I am a chain belt And Kung Fu Bruce Lee was my teacher Watch this <laughs> quarter blood technique. You do that, a quarter blood will drop out a person's body. Tell how you beat on a cop. Wasn't no cop, man. It was cops. Plural. Nine, ten cops. Beat the shit out of ten cops and had to change my whole strategy around. Yo, when they brought you in here and booked you, you was crying like a pussy. Yeah. That's cause it's when the cops fell, he threw tear gas in my face. Yeah. That's the kind of shit they use on crowds, man. And I still walk in here like a man, so get out of my face, all right? I mean, you you beating up on a man, you putting a man in a hospital. How come I don't see no marks on you? Yeah, cause I'm a karate man, all right? Karate man bruise on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. But you don't know that cause you're a big barrel White looking motherfucker. Now get off my back, all right? I wish my bitches hurry up and get here. I ain't got no time to be sitting inside this sad, with you. What well, is your bitches, Mr. Big Time Pimp? Yeah. Didn't I tell you that the phone in my limousine is busted and I can't get in contact with my bitches? Yeah, the phone and the limo is busted. What are you ignorant? Hey, look, sit down, all right? It ain't cool being no jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving.
2: That was just them letting Eddie Murphy take a couple minutes and be Eddie Murphy.
1: Yes. Yes, it was.
2: And he said uh, so close to Thanksgiving. One of the guys said so close to Thanksgiving. There's so much snow on the ground and all the Christmas stuff is out. And I'm thinking, man, maybe back then. I mean, well, it's a week from Thanksgiving. There's no snow here.
1: We've had we've had snow on Thanksgiving before. We
2: have not. When was the last time? I don't know. But uh, they, they pick him off up off the ground, and he gets loud, and he's making threats, and somebody says, hey. Billy Ray Valentine.
1: Yes. He made bail.
2: Do you know who the cop was that let him out? Uh, he was in uh, a Fatal Attraction. Clint
1: um, Clint Howard. <laughs>
2: James Eckhouse, oh, who played his, his Jim his, Walsh on Nine Hundred Two and Zero?
1: Oh, okay, awesome. Nobody would know that except me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But he's surprised he made bail, and he walks out, and someone is struggling up the steps with some cops, and yeah. he suggests he, that the cops use their
1: nightstick, right, right. But the Dukes pull up, and they call out to him, and he goes, "Don't I know you guys?" And he says, step on over. They, one of them says, step on over here. And the other one says, has a bottle of whiskey. Whiskey, all you want.
2: We bailed you out. It's warm inside.
1: Yeah. Looks at them funny. It's like, okay. Um, He gets in between them and they offer him whiskey and cigars. And he's just grabbing a handful of cigars and putting them in his coat. And what do you want? Well, we want to help you. House, car, bank account.
2: Yeah. They run a charity for disadvantaged people.
1: Yeah. I'm going to pay him $80,000 $80, a year, which I don't know what that equates to. Oh, I had a cum bubble there. It's what that
2: equates 30 years later, you know, from when this movie came out, I'm still waiting for when I hit that, you know, $80,000 a year.
1: Well, th- when you work for minimum wage, Matt, you're never going to achieve your goal. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's about time that you, you, you know, you set your aspirations a little bit higher. I,
2: I, For me, it's just about the satisfaction with the job that I do. Yes. But from 1983, um, $80,000 is the equivalent of $247,000 today. Fuck, that's a lot.
6: (laughs) Yeah.
2: But uh, Billy Ray, I just call him Billy Ray or Billy for the rest of this film, asks the driver if this is a joke. Nope. Are they gay? Nope. Nope
1: no well he doesn't say if they're gay he uses the f word
2: oh yeah well (laughs) okay there's um yeah well there's a couple where i i kind of change things but okay and he says uh what's my next move and then the driver says nothing like thanks for the help yeah And, and he wants to know about the the police and the payroll
1: yeah well the charges are dropped you're you know, a free man? We can, drop you, we can drop you off anywhere you want to go. And he stops, and he thinks about it, and then he says
7: this. Uh, no. No, I believe I can hang out with you fellas for a little while.
3: Excellent. Yeah.
7: I'm Randolph Duke. How you doing, Randy? What's happening? My younger brother, Mortimer. Hey, Marte. What's it? Is? <laughs> Billy Ray Valentine. Capricorn. Randy, that's like Randy Jackson from the Jackson 5, right?
1: Uh, yes, Yes, I suppose so. Yes. So they get to his townhouse slash brownstone, and they say, here we are, and he's like, I like this. It's Winthrop's place. They go inside. What's that? It's Winthrop's place. It is Winthrop's place, (laughs) not Winthrop's place. Winthrop Gun... (laughs) Winthrop Gunnum? It's a a weapons man. They make planes and stuff.
2: Okay. Not familiar with it.
1: Oh, I think they made the. Well, they made the F-14 Tomcat. Winthrop, Grumman, Grumman, Winthrop Grumman. Yes. Okay. Anyway, they introduce him to Coleman, who wants to take his coat. He's like, "No, man, <laughs> it's my coat." And they say, "Why don't you take Northrop Grumman?" No, Northrop Grumman. Oh, I'm all over the place tonight, aren't I? Yeah. So they want him to take a bath and put on something more comfortable, and then. Uh, He goes upstairs And Well Coleman introduces him to this As he's sitting in the bathtub
7: Bathtub Jacuzzi sir You see man I knew y'all was faggots man You're a jacuzzi nobody
3: It's a whirlpool bath sir I think you'll enjoy it Hey
7: hey Bubbles man Say, man,
4: when I was growing up, we wanted jacuzzi. We had to fart in the tub. This is bad. <laughs> and
1: then a big brown shark came. Yeah. The royal is clean. <laughs> when did Delirious come out?
2: Uh It was after this, I think. Okay. I, I'm not sure. It, it, it probably would be 1983, so this year.
1: Okay, and then Raw came out eighty nine. No, it wasn't that late.
2: I th- it, I think Raw was probably eighty seven.
1: I saw that in the theater on Christmas night with my sister and brother. Eighty seven? Yeah, I was right. Boyfriend. Hey, how about that? Wow, look at the big brain on Matt. But, but uh, Coleman goes out and he's
2: talking to uh, Randolph yeah. and Mortimer, <laughs> and so, what is he
1: doing? Singing. They're very musical people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Coleman kind of bristles at this a little bit. And he asks what he should do with his clothes, and I thought for sure they were gonna say burn him.
1: Yeah. No, take him to the cleaners. He's gonna need something to wear back to the ghetto when I win my bet.
2: And later, um Billy Ray, or actually as Randolph refers to him, William, is all cleaned mm-hmm. up and they're explaining how th- it is all Billy Ray's stuff is he starts like stealing things.
1: <laughs> yes. And they go, oh, You're this is your house. These are your things you're only stealing from yourself
2: yeah, but he's not buying it and he, he calls Coleman a slave and he's you can do whatever you want with anything and he's sure he picks up a vase I own this vase and he's kind of shuffling it around in his
1: hands yeah and what happens well he drops it and ooh and he goes oh that was probably just a fake 35 grand <laughs> but yeah, they was but insured for 50 grand so they made a profit of fifteen thousand dollars.
2: And he says, you want me to break something else? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. no.
1: Okay. <laughs> All three of them put their hands up. No, 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 no. So, but uh, they're back at the Heritage Club. The Dukes are looking out of the window down at Dick Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the principal from the Breakfast Club.
2: Don't mess with the bull, the horn. Yeah, the bull. You'll get the horns.
1: You'll get the horns. Yes.
2: And, with, yeah. uh they signal oh, no, to the no, no. guy at the hot dog stand, that, that's Vernon, that's Beaks. And mm-hmm. Mortimer is concerned that they're using Beaks for this because they're using Beaks for a different project. And Randolph says it's for an important scientific research experiment and Beaks has always been reliable. Yes. And a bell rings. Yes. And people start... Everybody is reports
1: room? to... What's that?
2: What is this room? This very large
1: room they walk into. Because they're at the club. Right. I, it's such a high fluty 2D club that they have a place where members can meet and have meetings, I guess. I don't know. But Beaks runs into Winthorpe and plants something on You're off just him, struggling every time,
2: all, right? Just like trying to... I, I say am. This right. i can totally...
1: This right. I, I gotta... Yes. And they all sit down.
2: And, and Todd sits next to Winthorpe because Todd is cool. Yeah. And a, there's a gavel banging that starts it. And then somebody says, there's something rotten in the heritage club it's never happened before
1: there's the thief but not, not like the man thief. not like the man that winthorpe encountered no no much worse and they introduce beaks and he has beaks has them all stand up and put their left hand on the shoulder of the man to the left of them
2: yep i'm doing it with my, my hand
1: <laughs> yeah, my left hand is out right now <laughs> And then take their right hand and cup his testicles <laughs> and then do that.
2: Finger the bong.
1: Um, yes. Put in the
2: pocket of the man to your right, empty it on the table. And you may now sit.
1: Yes. We marked three $50 bills with a red X and there was a witness that witnessed a theft from somebody's operative. Coat pocket. Operative
2: is what you're looking for. Yeah. They were stolen from the coat room. And yes. this is a huge room, and Beeks walks down, and he's standing in front of Winthorpe, mm-hmm. and he flips the money over, and there's a red X on it, and Beeks mm-hmm. holds it up, and Winthorpe <gasps> protests.
1: I have never seen this money before. The Dukes scold him.
2: Yeah, he calls out the Dukes for backup. No. Oh, Winthorpe, I'm glad your parents aren't alive to see this. And he's taken out by security, and the Dukes look approvingly at Beeks. Mm-hmm. And then at the station, who is um, Beeks whispering to? Yoda. <laughs> That's actually what it says in my notes
1: Yes, Frank Oz.
0: You realize you're he's... making a grave mistake
1: Sorry Another long clip
0: You realize you're making a grave mistake Boy, are you two going to be sorry Do you know who I am? Yeah Winthorpe Lewis III I know, I know, I'm permitted two phone calls Just point me to the phone Take off your clothes Now wait a minute, I know my rights Take off your clothes You are making a career decision here. Now, you'd better
5: think about it, because
0: it's something that you are going to have to live with for the rest of your life.
5: Strip you little shit before I tell you a new asshole. Did
0: did you hear what this man said to me? Now, I have witnesses. This man is physically threatening me.
5: Winthrop. Louis III. All right. One gold watch, one Timex digital watch broken, one unused prophylactic, one soiled, one alligator skin wallet, Master Charge, American Express, gold card, Visa, Diners Club, carte blanche, your tickets,
0: the Boheme, La Boheme, it's an opera. It's an opera? One
5: cellophane bag.
0: That's nah, not mine. I've never seen that before in my life.
7: That's PCP, Phenocyclidine. angel dust. You ever seen what this stuff does to kids? You are looking at three to five mandatory. Lewis.
2: All right. First of all, that was pretty seamless.
1: Doug. Come again. Come again.
2: (laughs) That was pretty seamless.
1: What? Did I miss something?
2: Yeah. I added in from another movie where Frank Oz was rattling off what people had when they were arrested. (laughs)
1: Oh, was that the use prophylactic? Yeah, it's from Blues I was like, wait, Brothers. I, wait. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait a second. I don't remember that in this clip.
2: Yeah, that's actually what he's getting out at in the Blues Brothers in the very beginning. But oh, they do not test drugs with the finger thing.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. And that would get him high and, if he did that. And that's when like pa- in Tango and like in Tango and Cash, where Sylvester Stallone shoots the the semi-truck, and all the cocaine pours out of it, and he just lets it pour right into his hand. (laughs)
2: He's going to get a huge contact.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh But
2: there is, he's, Winthrop is there in his boxers and a t-shirt, and he gets his mugshot taken, and then Billy Ray
1: goes into a A local dive bar. bar. Yeah. He's dressed to the nines. Mm -hmm. Hey, Terrence, get me some champagne. You got a lot of nerves showing up here. What the fuck is that from?
2: Yeah, I, I actually just thought of that there's a clip. Got a lot of nerve showing up here. <laughs> I don't know. It'll come to That's me That's not later. from
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark, is it?
0: Wow.
2: Hmm. Anyway, so I got your money. I got your measly got $27 your- in interest. $27, yes. But he's just flicking bills like he's making it rain at the titty bar. Mm. Uh-huh a girl rolls up on him. She's got some hair and he's champagne for everybody cur- courtesy of Billy Ray Valentine.
1: Yeah. And well, then, she's a white chick with like braided, beaded hair like you would see a a black woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, was she white? I think so. I think she was. Yeah. It, but the, the two, two big the two big dudes from jail are there.
7: Sorry, six minutes. You was in the tank last night, bragging on your limousine. You the motherfucker I was gonna call. Yeah. Motherfucker. Moi. That just happens to be in my limousine outside. Why don't you go take a look at it? Right outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was Eddie Murphy mimicking the dude, but they go and see, and he says, what well, Eddie Murphy says, well, Billy Ray, time for me to go home, but you can come in my limo. Yeah. He has women
2: just all over him, and they go back to his place, and Coleman is drinking as he's serving drinks. Tons of people there, mm-hmm. and the guy's about to puke, and bathroom's downstairs, and the guy goes
1: yeah. upstairs. It's some bad disco music. Why are all the women in leotards? I don't know. It's leftover from the 80s. I guess. Yeah, but he's very concerned about the well-being of his house and about how somebody spilled something on his Persian rug.
2: From Persia?
1: (laughs) Yes, it's from Persia. What is that? um, Oh, have you ever seen American Gangster with Denzel Washington? I think I saw it once. And I think somebody, his brother shoots a dude in the leg and he bleeds all over his alpaca rug. (laughs) Yeah,
5: okay. Yeah,
1: This this is alpaca. Give me some club soda. But, and then he says, who's been putting their cools out on my floor? Who has been putting their cools out on my floor? <laughs> Two things. Oh, that's kind of funny.
2: If Bob Jansen was there, that would never happen. Right. And then because of Biden, it soon won't be possible either. Yeah. But then there's a coaster. Can, I don't know if you
1: can, I don't know if you can directly blame Biden for that. I mean, he's got to sign off on it, I think, but it's, that would be your FD, FDC, or um, FDA that would do something like that, right? Yeah, but he's the one that pushed it. Oh, he is.
2: Yeah, and the, there's a coaster well, guy. He
1: he didn't push it. His handlers pushed it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the the same people who were
1: pulling the strings.
2: Same people that are wheeling them around the White House. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Coleman yeah. asks if he should prepare. Can you
1: imagine? Can Can you imagine the cocktail of drugs that they're going to have to give that guy? If he does in fact get the, the Democrat nomination for 2024, when he has to go debate what they're going to have to give him. So he'll sound somewhat coherent because I mean, it's as, as, as entertaining as it is to listen to him talk and watch him on stage. It's fucking sad as hell. There's well, no way that he would be able to debate somebody for an hour.
2: And honestly. That is not taking anything away from him. He is just old as fuck. And yeah. I, I, I was actually talking to somebody about this this week where I'm 51. I will be 52 when the next inauguration, whether is there an inauguration if somebody is reelected or not? Probably not.
1: All right. No, I don't think so. I don't know. But <sighs> when, whenever it
2: happens, like in a year and two months and either. Biden reclaims the office or somebody else's has their big ceremony at 52 years old. I don't think I have the, the mental wherewithal to handle the stressors of being in that position. Mm -hmm. It, it, and it is just, you look at pictures of people from when they take office to when they leave office, that
1: job ages you. Yeah. Yeah. Obama went, you know, Completely great. Full salt and pepper. Yeah. He look. I mean, yeah, yeah, all kinds of wrinkles and bags under his eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, man, that's, I don't know, the people who allowed him to run for president should be ashamed of themselves because he's not fit to run, and that's... That's not a left-right thing, that is just no, a... No, that is, that is just a I feel sorry for this old guy. I really do. <clears throat> anyway. But, yeah, Coleman asks if he should prepare
2: some more hors d'oeuvres and it's
1: not fuck them fuck them yeah there's there's there, hey there's fewer people here oh they're upstairs sir and in my bedroom says they're, <laughs> yeah they're waiting for you in your bedroom and he goes up there and there's some chicken in or in bed with great tits that sits up she's Hi, been Billy Ray. For yeah put your clothes on i'm sorry but 24 hours ago this guy was living on the street yeah he would not change on a dime like the way he has changed.
2: yeah, that that comes up in just a little bit. In my notes. He says, get on your get your clothes on and get out of here and I understand being upset at a lot of the stuff that's going on here. But what is the crime with a woman with nice titties popping up in your bed? But there back down no crime. yeah, back downstairs, there's more nudity, but yes, th- these are what I call it, itty bitties,
1: naked dancing. yes. and he goes, can I have a, your attention? He says it twice and then the, there's the record scratch get the fuck out have, we've probably talked about
2: this you've hosted plenty of parties uh-huh you've been at plenty of parties mm-hmm. i've never been at a party where somebody just started being topless
1: no i have not either i know yeah. no
2: but uh yeah there's a coat pile and coleman was under it and the last woman to leave i recognize i don't know from what but Coleman was totally digging her. But the two guys mm-hmm. from jail are still there and they say he's righteous and Billy Ray just says, get the fuck out and be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> My neighbors are asleep. And Coleman has this observation about what has transpired.
3: Your friends seem to enjoy themselves, so I thought it was a great success.
7: There wasn't no friends of mine, Coleman. It was a bunch of freeloaders treating my house like it was a goddamn zoo.
3: Why don't you retire, sir? And I'll straighten up. You've got a big day ahead of you tomorrow.
7: Yeah, yeah. I think I will. Um, retire. You're not Thanks, man.
2: Two things here. First, one you already kind of touched on. Billy is changing awfully quick. Mm-hmm. And secondly he should have helped Coleman. How so? Clean up. Oh, yeah. And Coleman is kind of realizing he, may, he might be part of something shitty mm-hmm. as Billy Ray is walking up the stairs and he says it, but he's really just kind of saying it to himself and he says, good night, sir. And then we go back to the jail and then.
1: Yeah. Let's go Winthorpe. Uh, he's got a black eye, a cut lip. He basically, he's sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor Thank you. and looks like shit. Yeah. Thank you for what? that. Oh, not saying Indian style? God damn it.
4: Well, that's what we called it when we were kids. Yeah, I
2: know. But um, who who's in the lobby of the station? Beaks. And a bunch yes. of whores and, are and, strolling and, by.
1: And yes, and he stops Jamie Lee Curtis and says, hey, you want to make a fast hundred? She just and got Penelope out. Penelope is there. What's that? Yeah, she yeah, says, she just got, just yeah, got she out. Got. This is
2: entrapment. He whispers in her and Penelope's on a bench and she sprays, I think it's Ah, uh, That's what I got. It's got, she
1: sprays some guy that sits down that with that's got, but bin, with binaca. This
2: guys, Oh no, he's, his that, that
1: guy, that guy doesn't sit down. There's another no. guy that sits down. And he, he goes, is that your purse? <laughs> that's a nice purse.
2: <laughs> and then Winthrop walks out. He's happy to see her and he tries to hug her and she just recoils.
1: Yeah. You're making a
0: scene. The good news is, I'm innocent. I've never even done anything vaguely resembling this. Really, it's the truth.
6: You look awful. I'm so ashamed.
4: Those clothes, and those shoes, and
6: and you've
4: been fighting it. And you smell. I
0: smell? Penelope, do you realize where I've been since yesterday? They beat me up and stole my clothes. Those men wanted to have sex
4: with me. That's the somewhere else. Of them tried to bend me over this.
2: And this is a, a thing where if I had had more time and been kind of like in a better headspace, I would have added, a, oh, that that dress and those clothes. What's that from? From Airplane. Oh, And okay. that guy is yeah. actually in this film in about half an hour. <laughs> is he really? Yes, he is. Uh, I pointed out when he's there and... I have it in my notes, but I never went back to actually do it. And she is absolutely... Well, what was that clip called? Penelope is kind of a cunt. And then outside of the courthouse, Winthorpe is talking about how terrible it was on the inside. (laughs) Yeah. And Penelope is just piling on him and stealing from your friends at the club, doing heroin. Uh, Mommy wants me to call off the wedding, and so does Todd.
1: But the whole thing... The thing is, is every time... Somebody brings up what kind of drug it was that he was selling. He's like, no, it was PCP, angel dust. I think he says it like three or four times. Yeah, you're not helping. Yeah, but she, you know, mom wants me to call off the wedding. You've been fired and charged with embezzlement. And then Beaks shows Jamie Lee Curtis, Winthorpe, and she smiles. But she says, how could the
2: man I want to have children with and breastfeed them be a heroin dealer? That's when he says it wasn't
1: heroin, it was mm-hmm.
2: PCP, not helping. Yes.
1: Believe me, and she does. She gives in, yeah. Yeah, she does, and then Jamie Lee Curtis comes up. She's like, oh, baby, I need a fix, and she kisses him. And then she goes down. Is she sucking his dick right there? No. You don't think so? I I mean, maybe she was going
2: for that, but uh, Penelope says, who is this? I've never seen this woman before. Don't say that. Just a dime bag. Do they sell
1: PCP in dime bags? I have no idea. I think she's sucking his dick, because that's what I always thought as a kid when I was watching this.
2: No, because but if it, that was the case, it wouldn't be, don't say that, just a dime bag. It'd be,
1: Yeah, but a and there's all kinds of cops walking by and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, you you know how to make that noise pretty good, don't you?
2: <laughs> it was actually more my <laughs> deaf voice, but Penelope- Lots hit, of
1: experience. Yes. It's, it's him yeah. with her
2: expensive purse, and she never wants to see him again, and Winthorpe is Florida as Penelope gets in a limo, and Beaks is watching all this, and- Winthorpe is just kind of resolved to it. He's great.
1: Grand. Yeah. And yes,
2: she says, and, it's just a uh,
1: joke. Yeah. Friend said it would get you off. What friend? Well, he was there, but now he's gone.
2: And he paid her a hundred bucks and they're in a cab together and they make a deal. What's the deal they make? Um, She'll give I him $20 have... for the cab. I have the clip. Uh, No, that's her place in it. That comes later. Is it? No, oh, I,
5: I have, I have the. Clip so let me get this too. straight. I'm okay, going to give you
4: twenty for the cab, and you're going to give me fifty when we get to your house.
5: We can pay you two thousand now, plus fifteen when we reach all Alder- it That is correct. My <laughs> butler Coleman will
0: give you fifty dollars, drive you anywhere in the city you wish to go.
5: Yeah,
2: when it's a blind one, I'm I'm kind of shooting in the dark here.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry.
2: But you don't yes. look like the kind of guy that has a butler. If you're hustling me.
1: Hustling yes. you. I think he tries you. Well he try I think he tries paying her with a credit card.
2: No, no, he whips you know, out what? his wallet and he says, I can charge goods and services in over 86 countries around the world. He yes. even after everything that's happened, he's been arrested, he's kind of been, you'd think, taken down a peg. He still hasn't figured it out. He still has this douchebag air about him.
1: Right. Well, modern hookers have a chip reader. You're like <laughs> Pull up. Remove card quickly. It's just,
2: no. I, oh, so it's not a tap?
1: Yeah, no. You have to actually
2: not. insert it. Or, no, you just slide yeah. it. You slide it through the slot.
1: Uh-huh. But uh-huh. they pull up
2: to his house.
1: But, yes. Yeah. His key doesn't work. He knocks. Coleman answers. Who are you? This is. I'm having problems no Col- with my key. <laughs> Coleman? Yeah, there's no Coleman here, here. And he slams the door. And then he goes, excuse me. And he bangs the door again, and Coleman answers the door again, and says, "If you don't leave, I'm going to call the police."
2: And then so, Winthorpe and goes, Ophelia, th-
1: yes, the wa- Bank—that's her name. Yes, we need a withdrawal for five hundred dollars. No, one thousand dollars. Why and would he say that as says, he's
2: doing it, though? Why wouldn't he just do
1: it? I don't know. Tell her so, because that's how me. rich people talk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The IRS, the, the manager comes back and says that the IRS has frozen his account. Can the IRS do that? They can, Can but they they would never,
2: this whole part doesn't, doesn't ring true. There's a a bunch of things you just have to take as, okay, for the sake of plot, for
4: sake of
2: plot, it works this way because this would not be the way that it works at all. But he says, what? You know me. You're a heroin dealer. (laughs) No, it was PCP.
1: Actually, says not want your angel here, sir. Yes. And uh, he, they ask to see his credit his cards. cards. Yeah. Okay. Repossess them. Now, you have, you have a
2: bank where you have your money. No, and I then keep you,
1: all my money under my mattress.
2: Okay, but then you have your credit cards. Yes. You probably have X number of credit cards. Of those X number of credit cards, they are probably spread across multiple different actual banks that hold the debt for that credit card. For some reason, all his money plus all of his credit cards are all through this one bank, which is not how right. it works. Right. But they take them and they—I don't know if they show him cutting them up. But um, what am I supposed to live on? What is going to happen to me?
1: <laughs> yeah, he gets tossed on the ground outside. Yeah, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's sitting there on the ground, going, "Why is someone trying to ruin my life?" And she says, "Well, sorry, Louis, I'm going home." And yeah, he forget begs. about the fifty bucks.
2: You gotta believe me. I've been framed. You just can't leave me here. Well, I've yeah, got
1: enough I have, problems. I have $150,000 in that bank. And she said, he says, you don't care because you helped them do this to me. And then she calls him over. She's in the cab and he's on his knees and she calls him over and he scoots across on his knees. Get off your and knees. She looks at his hands. <laughs> What's that? She
2: says, get off your knees because he's crawling over on his knees.
1: Yeah. She looks at his hands, soft hands man it freshly manicured come on and then billy is in the car with coleman driving and they're going
2: opposite ways so like one yes. is going north one is going south and they're stopped mm-hmm. at a light or traffic yes and winthorpe is continuing to like blather on about how this is a grave mistake and then they both kind of see each other
6: mm-hmm. I'm,
0: I'm gonna get to the bottom of this is about a great great mistake
7: It looked just like the dude that had me busted. Sir? Right there, he looked just like the motherfu- I mean, he looks just like the gentleman that had me busted. Uh, To whom are you referring, sir?
4: Right there, the dude right over there. That's my car, Coleman!
2: But Billy Ray shows up at Duke and Duke and says, there's some strange shit going on. Mm -hmm. But Coleman says, you don't want to be late for your first day of work. And
1: What am am I supposed to do here? Well, they'll tell you. What if I can't do it? Just be yourself, sir.
2: Yeah, they can't take that away from you. But you know what they can take away from you? What's that? You're you're missing. Let's all go to the lobby.
7: Jump jumped, Let's a, all jumped go the gun a little bit on the bottom. but that's okay. Let's
4: all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
2: When, when when you go to the bathroom, do you close the door?
1: Not when I'm down here. If I'm upstairs, I do.
2: Yeah, I, f- I forget sometimes when I, I have kids that are in town. And kids okay. that potentially have girlfriends in town. Oh, okay. That, and
1: nothing happened,
2: but a, as I was leaving the bathroom, I'm like, hmm, that could have been bad.
1: <laughs> she could have walked by and seen my wang. Well, when
2: I go down to let the dog out, it, it's, I, I gotta put on pants. And <laughs> because once I'm in bed for the night, I don't have pants on anymore, but it just seems like. Anyway, uh, the, anyway. Sec- the secretary uh, at Duke and Duke is ready for Billy Ray, and they're waiting for you at the office at the end of the hall, and it's kind of a culture shock because this is, you know, lots of shit going on, And but the brothers greet him, and they say, right on time, come in, sit down, and he, first thing he says is, no thanks, already had breakfast, but what are they going to do?
1: Um, they are going to teach him about commodities. And this was actually very helpful for me. <laughs>
5: This is not a meal, Valentine. We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here.
3: We are commodities brokers, William. Now, what are commodities? Commodities are agricultural products, like coffee that you had for breakfast, wheat, which is used to make bread, pork bellies, which is used to make bacon, which you might find in a bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwich.
2: Looks at the camera.
3: And then there are other commodities like frozen orange juice and gold. Though, of course, gold doesn't grow on trees like oranges. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Clear so far? Yeah. Good, William. Now, uh, some of our clients are speculating that the price of gold will rise in the future... And we have other clients who are speculating that the price of gold is going to fall. They place their orders with us, and we buy or sell their gold for them. Tell them the good part. (laughs) The good part, William, is that no matter whether our clients make money or lose money, Duke and Duke get the commissions.
5: Well,
7: what do you think, Valentine? sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies.
2: And Mortimer does not like the bookie thing, but Randolph does not have any problem with it. Mm-hmm. But we go back to Winthrop and Ophelia.
1: And yes, they're walking. He has her groceries, and he just can't figure it out. It's the same guy who tried to rob the payroll.
2: And the fact that he's stuck on that, that guy, I mean, Billy Ray did nothing there at all. Right. Mm-hmm. He planted the drugs on me. It's genius. And she knows the locals around her her place, and he's kind of offended by their mere existence.
1: Yes, even though they're dressed, dressed exactly like him right now.
2: And they go into her shitty little place, and Winthorpe is bitching about Billy wearing his Harvard tie, stolen valor. Here it says in my notes, like a guy pretending to be a firefighter to get a blowjob. But being driven in my car could be living in my house might have my job for all i know he could be fondling
1: my fiance it's like yeah shut up louis things cost money and then she goes on this
0: look i i cannot begin to tell you how much i appreciate this uh um ophelia ophelia oh you realize that that's I I i know i know hamlet's girlfriend he went crazy she killed herself this is not shakespeare louis Look, I'm 24 years old, I'm from a small, miserable little mining town you probably never heard of. The only thing I got going for me in this whole big wide world is this body, this face, and what I got up here.
2: Takes off the wig.
0: I don't do drugs. I don't have a pimp. This place is a dump. But it's cheap, it's clean, and it's all mine. I've saved 42 grand and it's in T-bills earning interest. I figure I got three more years on my back. I'll have enough to retire on. You're a prostitute. I'm talking about a business proposition, Louis. I help you get yourself back on your feet and you pay me, in cash, five figures. That's the deal, and it's not subject to negotiation. Understood?
2: How did he not know she's a prostitute?
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know.
2: And five figures, that seems a little low.
1: Yeah, what is that? Is that 10 grand or is that 90 grand? We don't know. (laughs) That's
2: a wide range. But there's one thing before we move on that is right before this clip. Of anything that's going on, Winthorpe seems most disappointed or perplexed by Coleman that okay. Coleman could be- betray him. I don't understand after all these years, how he could betray me. And I remember specifically in the, re- the run up to the second um, George W Bush election, mm-hmm. there was this thing with John Kerry. He was on a ski hill and he was absolutely just berating someone on his staff about something stupid. And I've always thought you can tell a lot about somebody with how they treat the people that work for him. Yeah. And Winthorpe, no matter what happened to him or what happens, was an asshole.
1: Uh we never really see him be an asshole to Coleman, other than, no, we don't want the dessert that you've just spent minutes preparing. Him the only waiting, time.
2: waiting. I can't open the door myself. You're below well, me. You open the door for me.
1: That's, it, but it, that's also it, his job. That's that's
2: okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. But did did you see the poster, the movie poster on her wall? Oh,
1: I did, and I didn't write it down.
2: It's actually the sequel to one of my favorite movies. Um the poster is for See You Next Wednesday.
1: Okay. Oh, and the movie before that, the it was See You Next Tuesday.
2: Yes.
4: <laughs> but
2: but he thinks about her proposal and then and then she says, "Oh, and, you know, rent isn't the only thing that costs money." You sleep on the couch
1: yeah. and There they are. (laughs) Yes, there they are. Yeah. Very nice. Tiny nipples. Very nice.
2: Are they? Yeah. Tiny nipples. And then she covers her boobs and, and he just has this quizzical look on his face and he he went and had a poverty jerk.
1: (laughs) A poverty jerk. Yes. But now we are at the Duke office and there's pictures of Reagan and Nixon and some other prominent conservatives scattered around the office. And they want to buy pork at the price that it's at right now. And Billy says it's a mistake, and he explains why. It's Christmas time. Everybody's
5: uptight. Could we please buy now, Randolph?
7: Right, but if you want to lose money, go ahead. What are you trying to say, William? Okay, pork belly prices have been dropping all morning, which means everybody's sitting in their office, and they're waiting for them to hit rock bottom so they can buy cheap and go long. So people that own the Park Belly contracts are going batshit because they're thinking, hey, we're losing all our damn money and Christmas is around the corner and I ain't going to have no money to buy my son the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, okay? And my wife ain't going to to, my wife ain't gonna make love to me because I ain't got no money, right? So they're sitting there and they're panicking. They're screaming, sell, sell! Because they don't want to lose all their money, right? They're out there panicking right now. I can feel it. They're out there. They're panicking. Look at him. He's right, Mortimer.
2: My God, look at it. That's another part where they let Eddie Murphy kind of riff a little bit because the GI Joe it's Kung Fu grip is a part Mm -hmm. of one of his stand-up things. Yeah. But he sets a price and Randolph is happy because look at all the money he just saved us. And Mortimer says, well, money isn't everything. And that is a switch from what Mortimer said earlier. Okay. And then Randolph gets up the phone and says, advise our clients to buy at 64. Mr. Valentine has set the price and Billy Ray has
1: pride in this as he should. He does. Yes. They leave. And what does he find on the floor? Money clip. Yeah. He picks it up and smiles thinking, oh, we, the, the audience thinks, oh, he's going to pocket it, but the elevator opens and they are sitting on a bench in the elevator mm-hmm. and they get up and he meets them, gives them the money clip. It's all there. It's all there. Count it. When somebody pays you in cash, do you ever count it? Yeah. Do you really? Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, I have customers that will pay me in cash and I don't count it. I don't think I've never been stiffed. There was one time where the dude overpaid me. I got home and he overpaid me and I, you know, reached out and said, I say, I mean, that happens all the time where somebody writes me a check for too much or something like that.
2: No, I've, I've Um, had, you know, just like stuff off of like Craigslist or whatever, where it is, you know, 20 bucks missing or something like that. Yeah. and you're in dealing with people instance, that you know. These are your customers. I mean, this is just yeah. somebody like I jerked off in the alley. I'm getting my money.
1: Right. Right.
2: But so. you can count it. Not necessary. And then yeah. Randolph says, nice try, Mortimer. And then we're back at the club, and a bunch of guys are serenading the girls. And then Todd Four is douchebags
1: there. singing barbershop quartet songs. And it's Muffy, Marge,
2: Susan, and Constance are who they're singing about. And apparent, apparently Constance was a goer. <laughs> <'Cause> yeah. <laughs> Because she would fulfill your needs, winter, spring, or fall. I'm thinking, what about summer? Right. And what are what do all of these douchebags that are singing have on? Uh, popped collars.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But cut to. No, Winthrop walks in. Yeah. Walks in and the one of the chicks basically start. She's ending a story and sounds just like a fucking. Uptight East Coast Uptighty
6: <laughs> And she stepped on the ball. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh my god, I don't believe it. Ah, there you are.
7: I think I'm going
4: to be sick. Don't worry, I'll handle this Plucombs.
7: Oh
0: Todd, Harry, Andrew, Philip. Realize. This looks completely awful, but I just wanted to assure you, my friends, that I am completely innocent. I'm going to fight this thing till the end. Someone is out to get me, and I know who it is. The important thing is that I can rely on you, my friends, as character witnesses. Uh, I'm going to be defending myself, and... um, Well, I wondered if you could see your way clear to perhaps advance me a small loan until the hearing. Frankly, Winthorpe, and I think I speak for all of us, I think it shows incredibly bad taste for you to come here and embarrass us all like this. I believe I'm still a member of this club.
1: Nobody wants to buy your drugs here, Louie. Why don't you just go
7: away?
2: Since when don't rich people do drugs? Right. And it it actually kind of brings up something we've talked about in the past. And somebody you're friends with gets arrested. If when do you walk away?
1: Uh, I mean, if they're, if they're, you know, a drug dealer. Yeah. If they get busted for having a bag of weed. No, but.
2: I don't know, I, it, it's tough, but I, I noticed Todd has some hairy arms, and I, I thought it was interesting that Winthorpe is still wearing a tie, even if it is a gaudy one in his, like, really shitty clothes, mm-hmm. but next he's at a pawn shop, and do you know who the, the pawn shop guy was? Is
1: that Billy D. Williams? No. It's
0: Bo Diddley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> guy hands him his watch back and says, "It it, it burns his fingers, man.
0: Yeah. I I beg your pardon. Man, that watch is so hot. with smoking. Hot? Do you mean to imply stolen? I'll give you 50 bucks for it. 50 bucks? No, no, no. This is a Rochefoucault, the thinnest water-resistant watch in the world. Singularly unique, sculptured in design, handcrafted in Switzerland, and water-resistant to three atmospheres. This is the sports watch of the 80s. $6,955 $6,955 retail. You got a receipt? No, it tells time simultaneously in Monte Carlo, Beverly Hills, London, Paris, Rome, and Stade. Where's Stade? In Philadelphia,
5: is worth 50 bucks. Just give me the money.
0: How much for the gun?
2: The look that the pawnbroker gives him is awesome when he asks about the gun. Yeah. and
1: Yeah. But, I mean, this same bit is done in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with when Steve Martin and John Candy are trying to get a hotel room and he shows him his watch. Mm-hmm. And then John Candy's like, ooh, I got this Casio. Look at it.
2: <laughs> but at a fancy
1: restaurant...
4: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Billy is eating I'm sorry. No. There there's a there's a guy telling a joke. Who had you is ever that heard guy? This joke?
2: He, I recognize him before. From I don't somewhere. Know. I can't think of where though.
1: But it's the so did you have Mr. Voskel in 8th grade science in middle school? Yes. Did you at the beginning of the year did you have to tell the class a joke? No. Everybody in, in when I was in 8th grade everybody had to tell a joke. And egg, you had to submit it to him first and I remember him he, saying to egg yeah no you can't tell that joke (laughs) (laughs) but this escargot joke was the joke that mr voskell toad told as an example okay yeah and so
2: billy ray is sitting next to a woman who's a big barry wood fan and the guy is telling the the escargot joke and outside it's pouring and winthorpe is out there and he sees billy ray and and that billy ray is basically living his life Mm-hmm. And after the the guy gives the punchline joke, the escargot punchline, Billy Ray gives it a pity laugh. That's what I call it. Yeah. And a guy asks about how about going long on April wheat, and he asks for Billy Ray's advice.
3: Right, my broker says if I want to beat inflation, I've got to get into the stock market. What does
1: your broker say?
7: Well, my broker. Is EF
0: Hutton. And EF Hutton says.
1: Everybody listens. What are you doing there? When EF Hutton talks. That's the clip action. Oh. oh, that was.
2: Yeah, that was actually so, in the clip. Is by a pool. So it was like okay. the left. And that's exactly what this is kind of aping because the EF. Sure. Everybody our age remembers the EF Hutton commercials. But.
1: Yes. Billy says it's he like, has it's, three it's, good it's reasons. like the. It's like the Where's the Beef commercial. I showed my kids the Where the Beef commercial was. You showed them the the Herb commercials? No. No, never showed them the Herb. Was that Burger King? Uh,
2: I think it was Wendy's or Burger King. I think it was Burger King.
1: All right. But... he tells Billy tells a mildly off-color joke about the judge's girlfriend. Well, and He says he's got
2: three good reasons not to go long on April Wheat. Uh, the first one is the Russian wheat harvest isn't going to be bad. We do not hear number two because we're out with Winthorpe. And uh-huh. then number three says, judging on the jewels around your girl's neck, you're going to need every penny you have to keep her happy. And there's this pregnant pause where it looks like this might go sideways. Yeah. But the guy finally laughs and then... This proves to the Duke boys that Billy Ray is really kind of fitting in, blending in. And mm-hmm. the woman whispers something into Billy Ray's ear and he immediately gets hard.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: We go back yes, to... He does.
1: does he look at the camera again when that happens? It,
2: it happens at least a half dozen times in this film, so I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yes. But back to Ophelia's... Ophelia. Part Ophelia. Um, she's taking Lynn Thorpe is in bed she's taking his temperature and this is not the way that Matt prefers to have his temperature taken yeah, she's
2: taking it the, in an accurate way yeah
1: the wrong way that's she's doing it wrong
2: <laughs> do you know how do <laughs> you tell the difference between oral and rectal thermometer no the taste um well. <laughs> but he has a he's a temperature of 103 you're staying in bed yeah. and and he's just kind of bitching A man has moved into my house taking my life and there's a knock at the door and it, it's it's a, a client
1: it's a John. Yeah. She goes sorry next week and but she takes his flowers. Um she comes back gets wait, naked. Wait, who 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 gives who takes
2: roses to a whore? No
1: nothing against whores.
2: But yes. I got my car fixed last week. I didn't take my me- um, my mechanic flowers when he fixes my car. They are somebody of the you well, are Did he lick for a your service. asshole?
1: Did he lick your asshole?
2: I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> No, but after she thanks the guy, he stands there and has a hallway jerk.
1: Yes, he's sad. A sad hallway jerk. Right. Well, but she comes back, gets naked, and she snuggles up to him. We see her
2: naked a second time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm yeah. sorry you had to cancel your appointment. Um, And she's rubbing his head. Yeah. And Doug I'm
1: immediately I'm I ruined, is like, <laughs> I'm sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs>
2: that feels so good you've been so kind just protecting my investment that's all go to sleep and she lays on his shoulder but the next day she brings him the paper his temperature is down to 99.5 not getting out of bed till it's normal do you know what your normal temperature is
1: 98.6
2: is it really okay mine's 97.4
1: no it's not yes
2: it is (sighs) every time i take my temperature when i'm healthy it's 97.4 really without fail yes okay he says uh she has work to do and so do i both involve well, what fucking do you people. use
1: what what do you what do you use
2: we've discussed this already
1: no i know but <laughs> really really what what do you use The ear?
2: no i i, I usually use uh the the head thing okay <laughs> well that has but even even back in the day when i was in high school that was my resting healthy temperature was 97.4 oh, okay but All right. he says they both have work to do. Both involve fucking people, but in different ways. Yes. And she says, well, nobody works on Christmas, Eve's, which would, Christmas Eve, which, by the way, is complete bullshit because stores are open, TV stations, movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So she's going shopping. And then she comes back, and she's going to make him a quiet dinner, and I'll read your
1: paper. You know, she, She's a very, very nice whore. Well, she's protecting her investment, like she said. But she gives him the newspaper, and he sees... Valentine on the front page.
2: And, and like, then he just goes off.
1: Yeah.
0: Christmas, huh? I'll give him a Christmas present he'll never forget!
2: And then we go to the Duke and Duke Christmas party. Who has, other than Die Hard, <laughs> who has a company Christmas party on Christmas
1: Eve? It's possible that that used to be a thing.
2: Okay, until, maybe.
1: Until enough people said, no. No, fuck no. that. I'm going to be with my family. Yeah. Not, none, not, No more of this. Um, Yeah. But Winthorpe is in a nasty-ass Santa suit. Shabby. And he's actually at the party. And he's filling his pockets with food. Uh-huh. Yep. Winth- um, blah, blah, blah. Billy Ray. Billy Ray is reviewing the checks. He sees a check for Beaks for $10,000. Then we see Winthorpe th- drinking and he pockets an entire salmon.
2: Yep, whole fish in his suit. And then Billy Ray comes out to the Duke brothers. Well, not comes out. He comes out and talks to the Duke Duke brothers. Where have you been? Party's already started. I have some work to do. And it's Christmas Eve and William is working. How about that, Mortimer? And Billy Ray Mm -hmm. smiles. Randolph says he will think of him in Stockholm when he accepts the Nobel Prize. Right. But, But then Mortimer reminds her the wager has two parts. Something about another party turning to crime.
1: Yes. Hey, hey, dipshits, Billy Ray is right there. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, but Billy Ray asks the Dukes about a check, and they say, oh, that's a guy that we hired before you arrived. And meanwhile, Winthorpe is planting drugs in Billy Ray's desk, and he comes in, and he goes, just what do you think you're doing? Winthorpe calls the Dukes, and he says, oh, we caught him red-handed.
2: Yeah, making a citizen's arrest. Look at his drawer here. He has all the bad yes. drugs, weed, pills. He's the pusher, not me.
1: Quaaludes, which you can't even get anymore. Yep. I'm sure you've seen the Wolf of Wall That's Street. That's the only reason I many-
2: know you cannot get Quaaludes now.
1: Right. Yes. There's a there's needles. There's a cocaine grinder. <laughs> <laughs> he's the dealer. And Billy Ray says, he's trying to blackmail me. Uh, Frame me. Yes blackmail me or frame me
2: frame me i just came in here and caught this man playing this stuff obviously some attempt to frame me frame you oh. the words just growl out of Winthorpe as he said boy if that isn't the pot calling the kettle black C- can he, yeah. he say that about billy ray probably not today
1: mm. Mm. is that a racial thing
2: because
1: mm. I've, I've used that term well you can
2: know. it depends on the context
1: on the company that you, that you keep
2: yes exactly but oh, billy uh, ray says man's
1: obviously a
2: lunatic i'm calling security and then winthorpe pulls out some luncheon meat
1: some <laughs> roast beef and then a gun and and billy ray says oh hello security oh merry christmas it hangs up the phone and yeah winthorpe says you stole everything i ought to kill i ought to kill you
2: this is just a big must, misunderstanding i don't know anything about your house your car can you just put the gun down and then one of the Duke brothers says, put that gun down at once. Have you lost your mind? And then security comes in. Freeze, slime ball. Yes. And the Duke yeah. say they can explain this as Winthrop is backing out of the room with the gun still pointed.
1: Yeah, you'll be you'll, sorry. You'll be sorry. Runs out, jumps on a table, points gun at everybody, everybody ducks. And he's, and he's
2: satisfied. He, takes, he has this, this, this moment of satisfaction as he waves his gun around and everybody's down on the ground. And mm-hmm. he's no longer manic. He just kind of slowly walks out. But the, the Dukes are shocked at what has become to Winthorpe in such a short amount of time.
1: Yes.
3: Poor, deluded creature. We caught him pilfering at our club, embezzling funds, selling drugs. Now he's dressing up like
5: Santa Claus very sordid business i can't believe winthorpe would fall to pieces like that it's none of my business but that guy belongs behind
7: boss. he's unemployed valentine there's no excuse mortimer he's flat broke obviously hungry oh but he has money to buy drugs right listen you can't be soft on people like that take it from me i know randolph
2: once again this seems like kind of a quick turn mm-hmm. for billy ray
7: all the
1: while during that conversation, Billy is throwing the drugs into a garbage can, but Except. then pockets a joint. Yeah, he pockets a joint. And we see first we we see Winthor hammered on the stairs,
2: drinking straight from a bottle. Yep. Yes. Looks and like me Billy, walking the dog after the Raiders podcast. Yep.
1: Yes. Billy is smoking a joint in the bathroom on the stall. He stands on the toilet seat to blow the smoke out of ventilation duct. Yep. Exactly. And the Dukes come in, and look underneath the you know look underneath the stall while Billy's already on the toilet. Yeah, so he's he backs you know, back.
2: He's still standing on the bowl, but he's backed down so he, his yeah. feet can't be seen. And then Billy Ray puts the lit joint in his mouth and immediately regrets it as he's trying to hold the smoke in as the Dukes talk.
6: Yeah,
3: pay hey, up, Mortimer. I've won the bet.
5: Here. One dollar.
3: <laughs> we took a perfectly useless psychopath like Valentine and turned him into a successful executive. And during the same time, we turned an honest, hard-working man into a violently deranged would-be killer. <laughs> now what are we going to do about taking winthorpe back and returning valentine to the ghetto
5: i don't want winthorpe back after what he's done
3: you mean keep
5: valentine on
3: as managing director
5: do you really believe i would have a run our family business randolph of course not neither would i
3: i do think we should hold off on switching them back though until we get that crop report New Year's Eve, don't you?
5: Absolutely. No sense rocking the boat until then.
3: If uh, Mr. Beeks does what we paid him to do, we should have a very happy New Year.
1: Indeed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I wasn't sure how to handle that one thing in that clip, so I just cut it.
1: <laughs> oh, did you? Okay.
2: Yeah. But Billy Ray pops up and... Then outside, Winthorpe is still wandering around. It's actually not even outside yet. Billy Ray goes down to the lobby and he calls out to Winthorpe and Winthorpe just growls at him. And now Winthorpe goes outside and he's drinking and he drops his bottle. He's just wandering the streets. And Billy Ray goes after him. Billy Ray gets up to him and for some reason rips off his mustache and it actually isn't Winthorpe. It's another Santa.
1: Right. Well, but before that... When Billy Ray saw Winthorpe in the lobby, he calls for him and Winthorpe makes a noise like the thing.
2: Yeah. He growls at him. That's what I said.
1: (laughs) Yes. From the thing.
2: (laughs) But Winthorpe gets on a city bus and it drives away and Billy Ray just misses it. And then Billy Ray is trying to flag down a cab and this is Philly. So he could get one. If it was New York, he would not be able to, but Winthorpe sits on the bus and a lady gets up because she's offended by him and, He's trying to eat that
1: fish he stole. <laughs> he pulls it out and it's uh, his his fake beard is all tangled out, tangled around it and he takes a bite and the the beard strands are in his mouth. And yeah. there's someone he gets there, off just the bus i him
2: just disgusted. He gets off in front of a liquor
1: store. Yes. And a dog pees on him. And I at first I thought is he going to urinate on himself. That's what yeah. I thought at first. at, at first with the sound you, you
2: just hear the pissing and then it, it pans down, and I thought he was pissing himself, but no, mm-hmm. it's, it's a dog. Just his luck, and then he looks at the camera and there is thunder, and a rain machine starts.
1: Right. He puts the gun to his head, clicks. It clicks as he pulls the trigger, and he throws it, and then it fires.
2: If, if it was empty, wouldn't the slide have popped out?
1: Well, I think it was just a misfire.
2: But he, he throws it, as you said, it goes off, and it breaks some glass, and Honestly, I think the rain was in front of Accurate in the scene because he doesn't look like he's getting wet as this is happening. Okay. But a cab pulls up and Billy Ray gets out. And why wouldn't he hold the cab? But I don't know. But then Winthrop wanders into Ophelia's place as she's decorating a tree. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't close the door. And Billy Ray comes in a second later. And yes. It, and
1: they knock on the he's Winthrop has gone into the bathroom. They're knocking on the door and he busts in and Winthorpe is in the bathtub with a bottle of pills on the floor.
2: And now we're back at uh, Billy Ray or Winthorpe's place and the doc is mm-hmm. taking off his stethoscope. It was close, but he's gonna be alright. Make sure he gets plenty of rest, no excitement. And the, yeah. the doc leaves, and it is now what I call our four heroes together for mm-hmm. the first time. Yes. And, and Winthorpe kind of um, stirs and wakes up.
0: It was a dream. I dreamt the whole thing. It was just a bad dream. Good morning, sir. Merry Christmas. Coleman, I've had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. I lost my job. I lost my house. Penelope hated me. And it was all because of this terrible, awful Negro.
6: Oh, God.
0: It was the Dukes. It was the Dukes. I don't know. What are you doing? Trust him. Trust him. Oh, we understand. Don't we, you We had no choice. You just try it out. I don't need any of your help.
5: <laughs> what?
4: It sounds like hand. Let's do to save half. we a dead man, Valentine. It was an experiment.
7: They use us as guinea pigs, man. Dukes used us as guinea pigs. To see how our lives would turn out. They made a bet. Afraid is true, sir. I
0: believe him, Louis. Dukes ruined my life over a bet. For how much?
7: dollar
2: one dollar and he looks in the camera Mm -hmm. right then fine if that's the way they want it and then in the next scene winthorpe is cleaning a hunting rifle
1: (laughs) yeah he's cleaning a couple of shotguns and billy ray says uh you can't go around shooting people in the kneecaps man you go to 10 to 15 for that or something like that but you have a better idea idea? yeah what's that you have a better idea. stop repeating what i say and it always sounds like you said because it, it sounds like you, like you said what I- matt's a cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to end that right there there we go it, and it always sounds like you're going first because there's a delay so and there's there's been plenty of times where i've come up with the answer first and then you listen to the podcast and it sounds like you've come up with the answer first Look at the big brain on Matt. <laughs> it's not fair, man. It's not fair. But Billy says the best way to hurt rich people is by turning them into poor people. And then there's a TV crop report about wait, 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 the crop.
2: Just, just, just one second before that, Coleman returns with some other guns, and he agrees with Billy Ray. And I, I love the jacket that Winthorpe is wearing here because it's a hunting jacket that just has like a shitload of like spots for shotgun shells. Yes. And yeah. one of Doug's favorite things happens here as a news report comes up that is just no
1: no the tv has been on but we haven't oh, heard it no we, yes we have we've heard the tv on in the background because okay. i even was going to comment on this like oh okay they didn't do my thing i hate the most
2: okay well i guess i'm yes. completely
1: wrong then <laughs> yes you are but there's a tv report about the crop report and beaks is on the tv
4: louis louis that's him
0: that's the guy who paid me to talk dirty to you.
1: In charge of security is Mr. Clarence Beeks,
0: head of Lindhurst Security. Clarence Beeks. They're taking you the wrong place. The douche just gave that guy 10 grand. 10 grand. I saw an outlay in the payroll to him for 50,000. Mortimer said it was for research. Yeah, research and I can get his hands on that
7: top-secret crap report 2 days before it goes public.
0: My god. The Dukes are going to corner the entire frozen orange juice market.
6: Unless somebody
3: stops
0: them. Or beats them to it. Eggnog.
2: Okay, right, so number one, Marion does say you have a lot of nerve coming back here, but that's not what I was thinking of. Okay. I'm, this is like bothering me. I cannot come up what it's from.
1: <laughs> you got to, oh, Empire Strikes Back. You yes. Got a lot of yes. Ne- yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yes.
2: It's Lando says it to him.
1: Uh huh. That's why I had that Lando clip in there. Be so just for that. So we would remember.
2: But, uh, Billy Ray's on the phone, um, the next day and he's listening to the Duke's phone. And yes, Beaks is calling from a payphone and some lady is waiting for the payphone. And what does he say to her?
1: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he tells them that he's traveling by train and will meet them in a parking garage.
2: Final payment is due on delivery cash. And, the next day, Beeks is being a dick to people on the train platform, and everybody's in costumes. Is that a New Year's thing, to be in costume uh, or a I, costume? Uh,
1: I guess so. So this movie started when it was Thanksgiving, and now it's New Year's? hmm Okay. So, I mean, we've missed some things, I guess. Christmas wasn't in there. Yes, it was. The Christmas Eve party. Yeah, but Christmas itself. Oh, you know what, Matt? Yes, it was. It was because he woke up the next day on Christmas Day. No, he he woke up two days later. Oh, shut the fuck up! But
2: uh, is it a New Year's thing? Uh, According to Jim, it is. Jim Belushi. Yeah, because he's there in a monkey costume.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Beeks goes into is. Would you call that a?
2: I call it his cabin.
1: Okay, or a compartment. It's empty. Uh, Back at the party, but he's looking for
2: something when he's in there. What is he looking? Is he looking for a place to stash his briefcase? I'm not sure, and but there's a a big party that's happening on this train, and it's a train from Philly to New York.
1: Yeah, Belushi is feeling like up a, up a chick. Um, future Senator Al Franken,
2: yeah, future <laughs> Senator and SNL alum. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, towing a real gorilla with another handler, and he's like, "Hey man, it's my turn to drive." And the other guy's like, "Well, you just backed it up." And he's like, "It was only like five feet." Well, sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter, but. The the cart with the gorilla pulls up next to the compartment that Beaks is in, and Beaks is making faces at him? Yes. Yes. And then Billy comes in.
7: Merry New Year!
0: Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year.
7: <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English, which stinks. I am Nanja Ibuko. Exchange student from Cameroon. Ha 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 i I will say, beef jerky time.
5: You want some
7: beef jerky? Oh please! That's plenty Half. <laughs> yeah,
1: the the whole time that that's going on, he's hitting himself he, with like a little fly swatter thing with a horse tail. <laughs> yeah, or a cow tail, back and forth. Yes. Again, I, this is something that you wouldn't be able to do in a movie today.
2: Yeah, M- Mister Fuck You, man. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like in my notes, is, this is probably offensive, but the real yes. ape is going to New York. Uh, the guy from airplane has instructions on how it's. Oh, that's to be who fat. the guy is. Yes. Okay.
1: And he's standing very. So this is like a cage where you could easily stick your arm through. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy is standing awfully close, close to this cage. Like the gorilla could just come and grab his head and tear it off.
2: But he says but, there's a tranquilizer gun in the first aid kit if you have any problems. And yeah, then he we're asked very
1: excited about that. Yeah. Have, have, have you been, been, in been drinking? drinking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's enough drunks on this train already. We wouldn't we wouldn't do that. But now Coleman comes into the compartment as a drunk Irish priest offers a drink.
2: Yeah, more and stereotypes.
1: To, yeah, to Billy and he goes, "Oh, it's against my religion." Beef jerky? Oh, no, thank you, sir. It gives me a it gives me a bit of the wind. Yeah. Is, but, have you ever
2: heard anybody actually say that the winds for farting?
1: Um No. When I was a kid, really little, and I'd go to my best friend Bill's house, we weren't allowed to say fart there. We had to call it, say we had a hiney burp.
2: Yeah. My parents called it shooting a bunny.
1: Shooting a bunny. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah.
2: Coleman says, uh, religion, like all things, is good in moderation.
1: And- the train's pulling out, and... <laughs> we are moving! We are moving! <laughs> but, I had a guy that, when I was a kid, or my brother's friend who lived right next door, Ed, he would repeat that line and, No more parachutes! Those are the two lines that he thought were just the funniest lines in cinematic history.
2: But uh, the fake ape is hanging out of the train with, the, with balloons, and he's just screaming... I'm thinking. No, that's not safe.
1: And, no, that's not safe. I, I know don't think that New there was actually Jim Belushi in that suit doing that. But Oph- O O Ophelia o- Ophelia comes in as an au- dressed as an Austrian hiker.
2: No, s- Swedish.
1: And, well, no, she's dressed <laughs> as an Austrian hiker, and and Coleman says, "Oh, you must be from Austria." No, I am Inga from Sweden, and he goes but you're wearing Lederhosen. Yeah, just from the looks, she's either going
2: off script or she's fucking this up.
1: Yeah. But would would
2: Beaks recognize her? Probably not, because he talked to her one time.
1: No, and would he recognize... Well... Billy he Ray, he's never had
2: interaction with. Maybe Coleman in some capacity, but probably not. Well, but, Winthrop. Winthrop, yeah, definitely.
1: But his even more... Bad cultural appropriation. (laughs) Yes, but she puts her tits in Beeks' face and says, will you help me with my rucksack? And then they switch cases.
2: And the two Amtrak guys, which is Al Franken and some other guy, are eating all the monkey's bananas, and the monkey steals the rest of them. They're so hungry, so they head to the bar car to see if they have any pretzels. And the two guys pass Billy Ray, and Billy Ray knocks on the the bathroom door, as I'm doing it with my hand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they do it like the stupid knocking thing like they have a a code it's like yeah who is open the door
1: man (laughs) yeah yeah but there's some more party stuff going on the two baggage handlers are talking to some chicks and he's like yeah i'm dressed as a baggage handler and to my surprise he was dressed as a baggage handler also and i i could not come up with
2: the phrase baggage handler for who they were no (laughs) so that would that help but yeah monkey Somebody says something about being a monkey to Jim Belushi. Monkey, monkey, I'm a fucking gorilla. Yeah. And then Winthorpe goes into Beak's cabin in an outfit that is definitely offensive. Blackface. Who does he think yeah. he is? Ted Danson?
1: Yes. Dressed as a Rasta man. <laughs> and he said he recognizes Naga, who is who Eddie Murphy is and uh, Winthrop tokes up. Is he, is no, he smoking no no, before,
2: before that, he, he met up at a. They met at a cult, cultural conference in Africa, and they oh. do this dumb greeting and laugh. And I'm, why are they doing all this subterfuge? Because it's
1: comedy for the movie. But otherwise, this would be a Mission Impossible movie, Matt. <laughs> okay,
2: but now that we're all here, we'll have a picnic. as Winthrop is smoking? I thought it was a joint, but Beek's later says cigar. Okay. And they, they go to change the briefcases back, and Beeks sees it, and uh, there you are, sweet pea. I don't even know what that is. But then Beeks knows what's going on, and he's had enough.
6: Mm
5: hmm.
7: So the train will be pulling into Philadelphia soon. Will you be
0: getting off at the city of brotherly loves, Mr.
5: Beeks? Yeah, I will, but you won't. Winthorpe. See if this one's empty. Hey, back off. I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. Excuse me. You got it. All right. Let's go. Bunch of fucking weirdos. We're going to take a little walk. And don't try anything funny or the whore loses a kidney. Let's go.
2: Were the two baggage handlers that came in, were they looking at a place to bang each other?
1: Or maybe they had some some side trim that was off screen. Okay. Uh, Maybe. But... Yeah.
2: The whole, like, whore loses a kidney thing, that was a little bit of a weird threat.
1: It was, a
2: little bit. But they're walking at gunpoint, and they go into the party car. I don't think
1: this would work. No, probably not, with a gun pointed at him.
2: And Winthorpe is looking for a chance to run, and uh, the gorilla, Jim Belushi, is talking to Ophelia, and Beeks is having none of it. And he asks if Beeks is her father, and they finally get back to the luggage area. And Beak says, no more cigar smoke, no more Swedish meatballs, whiskey, or beef jerky. He cocks the gun, and Belushi walks in just as he says the party's over. And Belushi's like, party's over. Hey, come on. It's not even 10 o'clock, you dummy. He does the fake looking at his watch thing. Loosen mm-hmm. up. If he saw the gun, wouldn't he just turn around and go back?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, he's hammered, though. Mm-hmm. So maybe not.
2: But uh, H- but uh,
1: the. The gorilla does not like this.
2: Well, no, because he pushes Beaks back against the cage, and then Beaks knocks um, Jim Belushi in the gorilla outfit out, and the real ape sees that and gets pissed because he thinks it's a real ape, and they they duct tape Beaks so it's past 1943 mm-hmm. as Coleman is holding the gun on him, and they put him in the ape costume, and then Winthorpe and Billy Ray look at each other and smile... And basically, they're smiling about getting a guy raped by a
1: gorilla. <laughs> right. And then the gorilla makes a sound like Ernie does in Burton Ernie. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> but Jim Belushi has gone
2: back to the party, and he's only wearing boxers and a wife beater. <laughs> and the two baggage handlers are with the ape, or should I say apes, and they're making gorillas. faces at...
1: They're not apes. They're gorillas, man.
2: Aren't gorillas apes? No. They're part of the ape family?
1: Think. Well...
4: Um, they're,
2: they're a great ape a gorilla is a great
1: ape is it yeah
2: but they're making faces that looks so human it gives me the creeps and talks about one of them looks horny and should we use the tranquilizer gun ah oh, it's New Year's yeah. Eve let them have fun and yeah
1: the black one must be female which is beaks dressed up in the black gorilla costume
2: and he makes a scared look and noise and then yeah. we, we go to a parking garage and who has shown up
1: uh the Duke brothers. In their car, and Billy is in the shadows. He's over here. And they ask if he, they got, he got, did you get the report? Let's see the money. They toss it over. He tosses the report. They look at each other. Wonderful news.
2: And happy New Year's, Beaks. The next day, uh, Billy Ray and Winthorpe are about to get down to business, and Coleman hands them his life savings. Don't lose it. Lose it in a couple hours, you're going to be the richest butler that ever lived. And then Ophelia gives Winthrop her money. Hope you know what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> right. But before Winthrop kisses her, and she, but before that, she hands her gum to Coleman while they kiss.
2: Right. And yeah, she gives the gum to Coleman. They have a passionate kiss, and she takes the gum back. And I'm thinking, how many, how many dicks have been in that mouth? <laughs> right. And, I know.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking also.
2: Billy Ray and Winthrop um, go down the escalator, and Coleman looks worried, and he turns to Ophelia. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which one is it? I, oh, you have a clip? Yeah, I, I have a clip here. Um, uh, I can use a stiff drink. Oh, sorry.
0: I could use a stiff drink. Would you get a joint?
2: Yeah, usually when somebody offers her something stiff, it costs them $200. Mm-hmm. But the train is heading to New York city and we get the twin towers featured prominently.
1: Yes. This always gives you problems. Yeah, It, it? does.
2: It, it really does bother me. Um, the Duke brothers show up and they're let out of their limo. And then Winthorpe and Billy Ray get out of a cab and Winthorpe is kind of giving Billy Ray the lowdown on trading.
0: Think big. Think positive. Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Nothing you have ever experienced can prepare you for the unbridled carnage you're about to witness. The Super Bowl, the World Series, they don't know what pressure is. In this building, it's either kill or be killed. You make no friends in the pits and you take no prisoners. One minute, you're up half a million in soybeans and the next, boom. Your kids don't go to college and they've repossessed your Bentley. Are you with me? Yeah, we gotta kill them, motherfucker! We gotta kill them!
2: And the dukes tell a lackey his name i think it's wilson
1: um i just have it as yeah it is
2: it is wilson um to start buying as much oj as they can as soon as trading starts and this is important they say don't worry if the price goes up just keep buying Mm -hmm. the guy brings Mm -hmm. up the crop report and oh let us worry about that and the the lackey gives kind of a look of acknowledgement, which makes him guilty as well now because he's kind of complicit in this whole thing.
1: Sure, sure. But they're in the bathroom. Winthorpe, Winthorpe do, do, do is you catch combing the, Before his that, hair. did
2: you catch the guys that are talking in the bathroom? One of them's talking no. about ulcers and the other one has hypertension and the oh, pills they're yes. taking. But then, yeah. like what you said, Winthorpe is combing his hair.
1: Yeah, Billy sees him and pulls out his hair pick, And a bell har- goes we ain't found shit.
2: (laughs) Calm the desert.
1: Yes. The bell rings and the guys come flying out of the stalls like horses
2: at a horse race. Exactly what it says in my notes.
1: Yes. Winthrop said. (laughs) Winthorpe. God damn it. (laughs) Let's kick some ass. I'm just going to say W going forward and they walk into the cat into chaos. well,
2: they're going down a nearly empty hallway and everybody else is running and they're just walking with purpose and they go out onto the floor and it's crazy. And we get this huge info dump here. So the audience understands exactly what it is that's going
0: on. Well, this is it. The last bastion of pure capitalism left on earth here in New York. They trade everything, gold, silver, platinum, heating oil, propane, cocoa, and sugar and, of course, frozen, concentrated orange juice. Now, the people on the phones are taking orders from brokerage houses all over the world. runners then hand those orders to the traders in the pits. Now, the Duke's trader is going to be buying like crazy right from the opening. We'll be waiting till he drives a price on. Right. I can't wait to see his face when they broadcast that genuine crop report. OJ Trading opens at 9.
7: Let's go kick some butt.
0: Let's go.
2: And that little clip, Is It's for us. It's not for them. It's so we understand what is about to happen. Mm -hmm. But then we get the calm before the storm, like right before nine o'clock. And Billy Ray and Winthorpe get into the area and everybody's just waiting for the clock to strike nine. And the bell goes off and it's just bedlam. I can't think of another way of describing this. And I can't imagine doing this for a living. How, how is this stuff tracked?
1: It would seem absolutely ripe for fraud. Exactly. It does. Yes. But the Dukes are watching from a luxury box. Oh, yeah. 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 And, um, someone knows some guy's watching. Yeah. Yeah, He goes, the Dukes know something. They're trying to corner the market and they want to get in on it. Yeah. And Billy Ray's getting anxious and. Winthorpe,
2: because he's the seasoned veteran here, knows it's not time yet.
1: Almost there,
2: and mm-hmm. I now. almost
1: pulled that clip. Yeah, and it's absolute chaos. Uh, the Duke's guy are try, you know, trying to he's trying to get in there. Well, the Duke's, the Dukes, Dukes there's
2: Something's s- going on. How can the price be going down? And where is Wilson? And they, this is when they see Billy Ray and Winthorpe there. What are yeah. he they doing here? They're selling more murder. That's ridiculous. Unless the crop report dot, 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 dot. God help us. And then they try to head down to the floor.
1: Mm-hmm. I told you we shouldn't have committed everything and it's absolute chaos on the floor. Everybody stops to hear from the Secretary of Agriculture and he reports that the orange crop estimates are will not be affected because of the cold winter.
6: And
2: consumers can expect orange prices will fall and it's,
1: oh, for Christ's sake, Wilson, sell.
2: And Winthorpe is watching the board And he starts buying and Billy Ray is doing this cocky thing just where he's like pointing somebody, you and you and Mm -hmm. you and Wilson is trying to sell and Wilson is getting taken down in the pit as uh, Winthorpe and Billy Ray continue to buy. Wilson gets carried out and the Dukes find him as he's being carried out. Get back in there and sell you idiot. Sell, sell. Mm -hmm. And then the bell happens. And as we mentioned earlier, Commodities trading is only, like, half an hour, 45 minutes every day. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Yes, they watch Winthorpe and and Billy, and they see that the final number is 29. It sold at 29, and they freak out. Now, okay, hold on a second. They say they shouldn't have committed everything. They're still going to have assets, right? This wouldn't completely ruin them. I mean...
2: I mean, I don't I don't think you could possibly as large as you'd think they would have to be, they could not leverage themselves that much that it would right. completely bankrupt. I mean, it might fuck them badly. Yeah. But it wouldn't be what actually happens to them. And as you said, the final price is twenty-nine. I, I actually don't know what that means. And no, no, I just do I. But uh Winthorpe and Billy Ray see the Dukes and Happy New Year, how'd you make out today? And one of them says, How could you do this? After everything we've done to you. Oh, I, th- I think
1: I have that in the clip. Oh! Oh, sorry. I think this is
4: blind. Is it? Happy New Year!
5: Winter. Valentine. Hey, how'd you make out today? How could you do this to us after everything we've
7: done for you? Oh, see, I may lose a bed here. Lewis bet me that we couldn't both get rich and put y'all in the pall house at the same time he didn't think we could do it I won I lost one dollar thank you Lewis after you certainly (laughs)
2: trademark Eddie Murphy laugh
7: margin
5: call gentlemen you can't expect us you to know to... the rules of the exchange mr duke all accounts to be settled at the end of the day's trading without exception
3: you know perfectly well we don't have 394 million dollars in cash
5: i'm sorry
3: boys put the uh, duke brothers seats on the exchange up for sale at once seize all assets of duke and duke commodities brokers as well as all personal holdings of randolph and mortimer duke My God. we're ruined oh.
5: this is an outrage I demand an investigation. You can't sell our seats. A Duke has been sitting on this exchange since it was founded. We founded this exchange. It's ours. It belongs to us. Oh
0: Mortimer, your brother's not well. We'd better
3: call
7: an ambulance.
5: Fuck him. Now you listen to me. Our trade reopens right now. Get those brokers back in here. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on.
2: Yeah, it was a blind clip. I couldn't figure out why until the very end. And you just saved me like a shitload of notes there. But the the guy who said to put their seats up on the exchange, that's the S cargo joke guy.
1: Oh, okay. And we've seen him before. I I don't
2: know from what. And if you look at the cast list, almost everyone is like Duke employee. Yeah. I, I don't know which one is him
1: but well the the cast list is in order of appearance on this movie okay and uh, imdb so you gotta you gotta dig deep to get to find who, out who that guy is but um the the clip where amici says oh fuck him he only did one take because he was highly religious okay and didn't want to say fuck multiple times
2: yeah, Well, well him um yeah randolph is being wheeled out and mortimer continues to berate him and they say what happened to Beaks? And then yes. Winthorpe and Billy Ray said, like, Yeah, what happened to him? They forgot all about that guy. And we get a freighter bound for Africa.
1: And yes, there's a longshoreman there saying, I thought we were only supposed to have one gorilla. Well, there's two. Who cares? They're being sent back to Africa and they're in love. And again, we get the look from Beaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, days yeah. later, in the Steel tropics, drums,
2: our, our four heroes are living the high life. Coleman has a hot woman. And yeah. could could you see his uh, liver spots, Coleman? Yeah, no. Yeah, I have him. Fucking old. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Looking good, feeling good, and we we yeah. have a helicopter shot of kind of a small yacht, and then we yeah. get the cast with shots from the film
1: and the film. Hold dash- on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's. You're, you're like you're. Are you ready for this podcast to be done or something? No. Billy is wearing a sweater in. The Caribbean, okay, okay. <laughs> He's got a woman. Uh, Coleman got a woman because you know why? He got Bubba Share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? She didn't have to work in nobody's kitchen no more. And honestly, come on, man, he didn't have to serve shrimp anymore. Yeah, I, I get it. And well, okay. it's like
2: Rob lo, lobster, <laughs> lobster shrimp. Let's have them both, but. Yes. If this film was done today, the makeup of the people they were with would be different because in 1983 they had Eddie Murphy with somebody, they had Coleman with somebody, and obviously you had Winthrop with Ophelia. They would have mixed it up a little bit.
1: Okay. All right. Looking good, Billy Ray. Looking good, Lewis. And then Winthrop and Ophelia.
2: No, it's looking good.
1: Feeling good. Oh, all right. They kiss and then billy takes a drink of a champagne of champagne and wipes his mouth and like flicks the little bit of extra moisture that would have been built up on his lips and then yes then we get the end credits with some bloopers and sort of
2: yeah the film ends with a song that was actually in mischief oh yeah yep okay uh, so the movie's over my movie <laughs> mm-hmm. it was okay um Honestly, it wasn't as good as I remembered it being.
1: I thought it was... Okay.
2: I mean, it was passable. It was not a bad film, but it wasn't great.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with watching a comedy that you've seen so many times. You're not going to laugh out loud anymore because you know all the jokes.
4: Yeah.
5: So...
2: And honestly, yeah. I was hung up a little bit on Landis's directing style. Okay. And... I said there's got to be at least half dozen times where a, ca- or a character looks directly into the camera mm-hmm. and I, I get it do it one time, but it, it was over and over and it was across multiple people. It, it was a little bit kind of distracting, honestly.
1: That didn't distract me. It, uh, I wasn't really distracted. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just kind of one of those movies that was there because I would seen it so many times. It's been a while since I've seen it. Don't get me wrong, it's it's still a good movie. Sure. It, it's not a great are, film.
2: I mean, no, I, I, I would some, recommend it, but I I mean, it's it's not something that, it definitely does not, it wouldn't be a, oh, this is in the top list of comedies for me. It's a little disappointing to me. I, it was a okay. good movie, but it was disappointing because I expected it to be better based on how I remembered it. Okay. All right. Right, so
4: playing playing out the stream.
2: We actually have a kind of an official thing for this this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But what happens so what happens with Billy? Uh, does he well, blo- does he blow all of his money? How much money could they have possibly made? 50 million let's say 50 million
2: okay well yeah he's not going to blow 50 million he's going to probably get divorced and he's going to run through a string of women and whatever uh winthorpe is going to definitely reinvest it all and he's going to become like a trump type person
1: yeah and and kick Ophelia ophelia to the curb yeah 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 but then what happens to the duke brothers
2: well they uh they get a, a little bit of luck goes their way.
3: Randolph! Leave me alone, Mortimer. Randolph! Randolph! I'm still not talking to you. Look! we're back
2: that of course is from coming to America where uh, Prince Hakim just hands a-, a ton of money to a bunch of homeless people on the street mm-hmm. that clip though is backwards is it because Randolph is saying he's still pissed at Mortimer and Mortimer is the one who did not want to do this whole thing I think because Mortimer is that is the one who says, I can't believe we put all of our eggs in this basket. Yeah. So it should have been the other way around. Sure. Okay. Right. Did Jen watch this film? No. Well, with stuff going on. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Didn't watch it. That was Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! And moving on. Jen. Watch out! Watch out.
3: Watch out.
4: What you
2: watching? Okay, a couple things, and I do have a question for you based on one of mm-hmm. them. Uh, so, Survivor, you, no question there. Uh, upload, finish that. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to have another season of it. It, it is, it's okay. It's gotten progressively worse as it's gone on. Um, some football, um, not a lot. And then the only movie I watched was I watched X Men: First Class. And this is where I have a question for you because I don't know how knowledgeable you are in the X-Men universe. Only from the movies. Okay. So you didn't have any kind of background with the X-Men from the comics?
1: No. I mean, I know who, you know, I know enough to be dangerous.
2: My question was Trask. Was he a little person? Well, was he a little person in the comics? Dinklage. Well, he he was played by Peter Dinklage. But yeah,
1: I have no I-, I have no idea.
2: I I, I thought it was is a good movie. I I enjoyed it. I've I've watched it before, and I just happened to come across it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. I think it was Wait because a I, I
1: thought I th- it was it first class or or uh, it, was, it was not first class. It was uh yeah um days of future past or okay yes that's what it was. Sorry. Yeah, first it's class is, was was stupid. I mean it's I mean it's okay. But yeah, Days of Future Past is way better.
2: Yeah, and I think it was because I just watched the Jennifer Lawrence scene, or scene, movie. Okay. Uh, have you watched that yet? No, I have not. It's it's all right. It is just like all those films where the first half is funny and the second half where they get to the twist or the turn and it becomes serious and blah, blah,
1: blah, blah. Okay.
2: But that's it for me.
1: Okay. I watched um Violet Knight, the Santa Claus movie. Where I, I've watched three
2: quarters of that. I haven't finished it.
1: It's, fu- it's a fun movie. It bogs down a little bit in the, in the middle. I think um, that's why I didn't start- finish it. <laughs> yeah. I, I started watching this Russian movie called Red Ghost on Amazon. It's okay. Um, Empire Strikes Back, lots of YouTube stuff. I watched Elf Jr., the musical five times. What, why, why um, Empire? Um, it was one of those things where, I was having a hard time falling asleep and I just needed some comfort food to, that I could just kind of, it's, it's just there.
2: Oh, in college, I, I fell asleep to one of the original trilogy every night, my senior okay. year.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I mean, fell asleep to it and then continued watching it the next day. Um, That's really it. Yeah. I, I mean, mm. Ugh. I watched a, like the, the last quarter of the Packer game. I didn't see any of it. Yeah. And I was busy and all weekend.
2: the Packers, like, they they stole a win because the Chargers had a play that they absolutely should have won on and the guy just oh, yeah. couldn't hold on to the ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And it didn't help that their best defensive player went out also early on in the game. But um, yeah, man. That's that's really it. I have I have no listener reaction roundup. Ah, you kind of do. Really? Yeah. Um. So I I don't want to paraphrase you.
2: So I'll let you say it. Um. When you know we had we had Dan on the podcast last week, and as Mm -hmm. we said, he he did a fantastic job. Um, cannot Mm -hmm. have been more pleased with what he said or what he did on the podcast, but. He said some things to you after he was done, which I thought were kind of funny in a way.
1: Oh, that he he didn't understand why you would refer to the podcast as four and a half hours of garbage.
2: Uh, I was talking more about the complimentary stuff, but
1: oh, oh, oh! How we we come off like professional and and well produced, and um, how. He was just kind of... He was impressed with the way that things work.
2: How that. smoothly things ran. And, you know, yeah. we, we've we've been doing this for a while, and we kind of got it down. <laughs> and it is... Honestly, it, it's hard for somebody else to step into this, and that's why I give all the credit in the world to him, because he did a fantastic job, and he held his own with mm-hmm. with us. And and it was a little bit different than Pee Wee, and this not to take anything away from Scott, because Scott did a fantastic job. But... Dan was dealing with a movie that you and I both know backwards and forwards.
1: And I believe he did too. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he knows it just as well as we did.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah once again, thank you, but appreciate the feedback. And moving yeah. on to next week.
7: Or this week. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it degree next week's
1: movie and i think i like it a omalami plays longshoreman <laughs> in this week's movie he plays tall contraband in this 1989 story of finally having a seat at the table
2: we've already done wall street um okay <laughs> is that the only one you have <laughs>
1: Nope. Eddie Murphy plays Billy Ray in this week's movie. He plays Prince Akeem in 2021's Coming to America 2. Morgan Freeman plays himself in that film. Freeman plays John Rollins in this 1989 epic true story. It's not stand up and deliver, is it? Driving Miss Daisy.
2: Have you watched it yet? Just, just kidding.
1: <laughs> no. Glory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the veto button, all out. Um, I was. I knew you were going to veto. Yeah, driving Miss Daisy. So, yeah, I'm about 40 minutes into it. I've pulled. I've. I've time-stamped a lot of clips. Not a single one of them has the N word. Although there are a lot of N words. I
2: thought you said. I thought like you had said you would not do Glory because of that. Because of. I if,
1: feel like I've matured as a, as a movie reviewer. That I think we can do Glory. My is, son watched it in school. So if they can watch it in middle school. God damn it, Matt and I can talk about glory.
2: Isn't glory like four hours
1: long? No, it's two hours.
2: Okay. Okay.
6: Oh,
1: yeah. shit. It means, oh, you know what? It means we're going to have to work on our best Morgan Freeman. Matt thought we were going to do. Oh, that's, that's Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Titty
2: sprinkles, yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, And you've uh, never seen it. You've never
2: seen it, have you? No, I I actually, I know a guy that's in it. Really? Yeah
1: you know Matthew Broderick
2: well,
1: ask him why he's married to a horse face
2: ask him if he feels bad about the whole person he killed
1: <laughs> right in Ireland who do you know that's in it
2: uh, one of the extras because oh. they they filmed it I think parts of it in West Virginia and they got local reenactors ah, and one yeah, of my friends makes sense. is one of them so okay he's actually in that so glory All that's right. actually gonna change what my next film is gonna be really yeah um, just because I don't want to do two things that are too similar back to back. Okay. It's all Yeah, right. I
1: was, I, I mean, I, I was going to do a comedy, but I'm like, well, we just did a comedy. So.
2: No. Yeah. So I will avoid that whole thing. So that's great. Uh, is it available anywhere?
1: No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's for rent on Amazon. Um, It's available to us. Okay. But I was kind of surprised that it wasn't like on something. You know and that's that's the problem these days. Thank God there's just watch.com that you can just go to and it type tells movie, you what's so, there. Yeah. So you're not going to each one of your apps on your on your device and opening it up to see if uh, there's a movie that you want to watch is on one of the six or seven different streaming platforms you have.
6: Oh,
2: yeah, when when I'm in bed if I don't have my computer it's like okay, Netflix search, no. Amazon search, no. Max yeah. search, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so go ahead and uh, bring us on home.
1: All right, thanks everybody for hanging out with us for a couple of hours and watching or listening to Trading Places. Reach out to the show, BetaMax Rewind at yahoo.com. I don't even, do we even bother saying, we don't get email. The only email I get is spam on that account. And we haven't had like a new person rate and review on Apple in forever.
2: Your call, it's your part of the show.
1: It is part of the show. It's kind of my spiel. Rate and review where you get your podcast. Tickles the algorithm. Helps find people like yourself. Find us. Join us next week for 1989's Edward Zwick's Glory with music by.
2: Oh gosh. Oh God. It's it's the girl that just got in all the trouble.
1: No. Oh he's, God. He's, he's, he's been a Betamax Rewind staple. James Horner? Yeah. Yes. Starring Matthew Broderick, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, uh, Denzel Washington. Your show's sure Lizzo.
2: That's who I was thinking.
1: It's not Lizzo. Jesus Christ. I don't even think she was born when this movie came out. <laughs> it's probably not.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's probably terrible. I was actually talking to my kids about Lizzo on the way home from <laughs> Ironton. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, she's a terrible person.
2: Yeah, but I mean, she's, she was great in, uh,
1: oh no she was not <laughs> don't even say it no <laughs> it no be
2: one or is that mando i don't even remember it was Book it was the mandalorian
1: okay. yeah it's, it's the season that i have not rewatched. watched um who else is in it it's those people those people and oh um what do you mean those I, people what do you mean <laughs> the people that i just mentioned okay. <laughs> and andre Brower. andre yeah
2: he was in uh homicide life in the streets i believe.
1: He was on, he was in Brooklyn Nine Nine, which was a great comedy, which which I've never seen. It's really, I think you would like it. It's, it's fun humor. It's, there's nothing dirty about it. There's nothing off color about it. Oh, he's in primal fear. Is he
2: really? Yeah. He plays, uh, the gerbler's assistant,
1: the gerbler's assistant. Oh, okay.
2: Richard Gibbs, Edward
1: Edward Norton. Yeah. It's a great film it is yeah um yeah so i mean that's shit you got thanksgiving
2: yeah homicide life in the street yeah
1: friday's a little early saturday might be a little bit early sunday i can't i have dinner plans so i mean we could just do monday or we could we could try saturday
2: let me know it's not
1: a it's not a quick watch I i can't
2: imagine it would be yeah well, let me know when it's going to be. It'll be sometime. I mean, this is coming up Monday, so we'll, we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. All right. And we will see good. you for glory. <laughs> okay, that's it.